Season three. We're almost in the books. Time to have some fun. Let's get drunk. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world. David, is that a good idea? Is the Daisy AD about to walk top stage? So wipe your lottoes on the mat. Hip hop love, this is, and don't mind when I quiz your apartments before the sun. Welcome to Verse Chorus Verse. Hope you enjoyed the music coming in. I know we did, that's for sure. Uh, with me is Evil, it better be Bourbon Jimmy. Evil. How are you doing today? It is bourbon. Yay! And, I, and, I, and I'm doing great. It's not just bourbon, though. There's maybe other stuff in there. Other we'll get there. Yeah. Before we get there, we got to talk to Malibu Rachel. I like that better. It's like <laughs> Malibu Barbie, but it's Rachel. Right. Polio. Rachel, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to party. No, party time. Are you, though? Yeah. You better be. Are you? I have I feel the like whole day off. I mean, I, I don't have the whole day off. I feel like you need some ice water to the face, a couple slaps, and then you'll be good to go. <laughs> I'm awake. I've been awake for a full hour. <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> we're at the end of season three, you guys. We did it. We're, we ba- we're basically moved on to season four. Basically. Should we, just, we should just, let's just bag this. Fuck you, season three. <laughs> yeah. You're a, you're a blip on a something with a something. Um, Rachel, season three, what'd you think? How'd it go? Did buying a blink? Was it hard? That's what she said. (laughs) All of those. All of those things. Uh, it was good. I feel like we're smart and we know what we're doing. Uh, and you chilled the fuck out this season. So that was nice. (laughs) You're welcome. You were a lot less mean. I didn't cry as much. (laughs) <laughs> well okay hey <laughs> in my defense like oh what? i missed What's the deadline like, that's not my fault <laughs> evil same question it's getting to where uh we've been doing this long enough to where i am having a hard time remembering what was season three versus season two yeah. season one was long enough ago to where and i feel like i was an idiot on season one but uh, it's actually a great point yeah rachel uh what season was our joy division dissection two exactly we don't who we don't know like Mm. that's you're spot on it's because i don't know i don't know the answer to that it was one okay you don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think it was one nobody knows that's a very that's a really really good point um i loved this year i uh, rachel's right i chilled out a lot you know at some point you learn that uh the more you talk, the less people listen. So, hey, right? Thanks, buddy. America, you could learn that same lesson. This is now a political podcast. Shut As your you saw fucking in mouths. our last episode, our What Is Music, we could just keep going on that one, right? Yeah, mm. we could. Let's talk what, about patriarchy. What is music? Oh, bring it back. It's <laughs> bring coming. It. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> Uh, we had a thing. blast. Take a fucking it, joke. <laughs> like, ye- for real. For real. Anyway. Take a joke. Um, that is what we learned on our What Is Music. Take a joke and don't talk about daughters. Uh, I loved this year. We, we'll, we'll talk about that at the next year before the finale. Nah. Uh, the biggest thing that I liked is, besides us, I feel like we really caught our stride. We're actually getting good at this now. Yay. You're, you're welcome, listeners, finally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we, Are there any left? We made a lot of new friends, uh, which I like. Uh, one, of, one of the friends we made... I like friends. 
friends are good. Uh, his name is Van. He has a project called Furious Ball. He uh, did music a couple times for the show this year. And one of the things that we did for the finale is we reached out to our friends that were on the pod this year and asked them what their favorite album of the year was. Hi, everybody. Van Capag and also known as Furious Ball. Um, my choice for album of the year for 2023 is The Record by Boy Genius. And my honorable mentions would be Mitski, This Land is Inhospitable, and So Are We, and Jason Isbell, Weather Veins. Um, I want to give a shout out also to an album that I listen to more than any of these albums, which is Microtonal Honky Tonk by I Think Like Midnight out of Philadelphia. Good friends of mine. Please do check them out. Happy New Year, everybody. We talked about this one, The Record. Yes. Right? Yeah, we did. Rachel, big fan. Big fan. This was a big highly anticipated album by me and others. Um, was this anticipated by you? Yes. So this was oh. in, where was I? Fl- I was flying somewhere and I picked up a Rolling Stone and this was written up. That's they right. were on the cover and I was very excited about this album to come out because Phoebe Bridgers, along with um, other people, uh, just really, really talented ladies, super band the coming fucker. together. What? Yes. Phoebe Bridge is the only one that I can remember, but they all three of them are a big deal. I can't believe I'm for the other one just came out with an album last year she, and it was she did. Fuck, whatever. And then there's the third uh, <laughs> evil, <laughs> evil, not really your style, but you liked it. It was it was fine. Julian Baker. I, I wasn't Julian uh, Baker. Thank you. I was not. Idiots. Um, I wasn't offended by it. Well, that's so good. as good as we can do these days. I'm not offended by fucking anything. <laughs> Van, thank you for letting us know what your album was. Uh, you love having your music. Uh, I'm sure we're going to hear more of it next year. Uh, Furious Ball, everybody, go check it out. I feel like we might be talking about that again tonight. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, we got to talk about the most important part of the night, day, whatever it is. We're not telling you. It's none of your business when it is. <laughs> Rachel, what are you drinking today? I mean, I did say I just woke up an hour ago. (laughs) Hey, we don't know your schedule. That's true. That's true. I I was going to ask you why you're waking up at 6.30 p.m. (laughs) I had a long night. (laughs) Um, I am. It's almost the holidays here in Idaho. And so I've... Idaho? Idaho. That's where I am. It's finally... It's finally the holidays here wherever we're recording (laughs) it is and uh i had a girlfriend go to washington and pick me up some because you cannot get this in idaho and utah which are two states that we are near all the time um because they don't sell liquor in the grocery stores but in washington they sell eggnog liqueur liqueur. yeah so you can only get this in states where you can sell liquor in grocery stores and so I just opened uh, it. Fun fact that's going to ruin me for a lot of people. They're like, God, that's gross. There are like three people, three people. I don't eat people. They're like three food drinks that I do not like. And eggnog is one of Eggnog's them. Eggnog's fucking wow. amazing. And I love I'm it. I'm not an Man. eggnog guy. I, I make so it. So how is the, tr- how's the Trader Joe's eggnog? <laughs> Stiff. That is, I poured it like hey. it was eggnog and I probably should have poured some eggnog in there. Cause that is. What's the percentage? Uh, no, it's strong for a lady who just woke up, but it is 14.75. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
14? That's Damn. pretty light there, bro. Pretty light. It's not for me. Bro. I guarantee you what evil's oh. drinking is stronger. Yep. And I'm intrigued. Go on. So let's let's evil. go to him. Okay. So it's in in the the holiday in the mood of the holiday. I can't talk. It's yeah. It's okay. It's fine. Uh it's all it's gonna be fine. Everything's fine. So my lady and I are big fans of a bar restaurant bar. It's also a hotel in Boise called yeah. the Modern. I think the it was modern, an old, I think it was great in, food, great yeah. drinks. Been around forever. So good. We have all eaten there together. Oh, that's yes. true. That, that is was true. so good. Yeah. Yep. They have a great cocktail program and make great food. Mm-hmm. I think it was an old Econo Lodge or something like that back in the day. And then it was purchased and they upgraded it. It's, it's like mid-century modern looking. Um, it's very, very cool. modern. So modern. Uh, they have a, a cocktail that is one of our favorites. It's called the Layover. And mm-hmm. it's they only have it on their menu. I think last year was the first time they had it. And they only do it kind of during the holidays. It is, um, it's got bourbon, a peated caramel simple syrup. I had to think about that. And that's it. Uh, that's it. A it's peated just, caramel simple syrup? Yes. How do you make that, Jimmy? Well. What the, so you made it? I made it. Yeah. So there's scotch involved, I'm guessing. There, there is. So last year when we had it for the first time, we're like, this is fucking great. And they serve it with uh, like candy pecans. So it's like, wow. you know, like cocktail or uh, 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 airport bar vibes. It's called the layover. You know, it's right. fucking so good. It's got a. It's almost a, like a play on an old fashioned yeah. little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's like a pinch of Alderwood smoked sea salt in it. And also mm. on the rim. Fuck it. It is so goddamn good. So we, they, they had it on their menu last year and we fell in love with it. And then they took it off their menu because they're cunts. And because was it angry. wasn't Christmas anymore, Jimmy. Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, so <laughs> when we, cunts. we, yeah, I learned that uh, it was coming back on the menu or Megan actually found out it was coming back on the menu. And we just so happened to have reservations for Thanksgiving dinner there. And that was uh. the first day of it. And we get there and we order one and the bartender's like, you guys are the first one to order it nice. this year. And she's like, let That's me, rad. let me fill you in on some, some goings on here. The whiskey that we used to use has gone up in price significantly. So we're not using it in the cocktail anymore. However, because you guys are the first ones to order, we, we will give you it to you with the original whiskey. What? With the original whiskey. Yep. What is yep. the original it's whiskey? It's Wathen's whiskey is the original. So they're they're using I think Elijah Craig in place of it in the Wathens now, and they're going to sell it with Elijah the Wathens. Elijah Craig is a great one. Yeah, I know, I know, but it trust me, this fits. <laughs> According to me, not evil. <laughs> yeah. Elijah Craig's fine. Uh, they they are going to serve it with the Wathens. It's just going to be like a like a top shelf pour for them. It costs more. Anyway, okay. When I tried cool. to make it last year, I tried smoking simple syrup like with a. I bought it peated. Uh, like wood chips i have a little or? gun smoker thing uh i tried it and then it didn't work and she's like uh yeah the bartender's like uh yeah it's got scotch in it and i'm like oh okay uh oh. caramel well, simple syrup rad. is you win a bitch to make uh but i've like three batches in i got some that actually worked and it's fucking delicious proud of you yep thank you um i'm drinking champagne as you should because we're celebrating we've gotten through season three 
like bosses. We're about to go to season four, which is going to be really fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we do that, <laughs> Rachel's just loving that drink. So good. We need to toast. We need. We have a lot of things we need to toast. Um, Rachel, let's start with you. Anything individually? Any anyone that you want to toast? Uh, besides one thing that we'll say at the end. Um, my two best friends. That anybody ever had? It's you guys. Are you talking about? Oh, us. That's cool. you guys, but also the other guys okay. that are here. And Sven. I miss Sven. Um, yes, he's a good egg. <laughs> I love him so much. Come back. Um, I just love you guys so much. And I think that's why I'm okay, like, wasting so much of my life doing this and not getting paid <laughs> because yet I just yeah sh- sure David <laughs> we should hear this for years um but I just love hanging out with you guys and I love talking music stuff and I'm just happy to be invited so hmm. well that's a good sentiment we'll toast to that after evil uh same thing any any specific people things you want to toast well, I like you guys too, but she okay. stole it. So <laughs> I got to go first. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, I the, there are guests that I'm sure we're gonna think that I'm very thankful for, for coming on and yeah and uh, you know yeah we'll go through musicians. those one by one yeah uh, but I I want to like specifically call out one of our guests who came on who <laughs> is my neighbor Tyler and has become a really good yeah. friend over the years. Um, he's he moved into our cul-de-sac that we live in um, a year and a year and a half after we moved in. And he's just a great guy and very knowledgeable musically. Uh, really great guy. Loves Coheed. Yeah. That's what that's what we talked about with him. He's, and, he's an okay fan. Yeah, he, he's just... He's, <laughs> he was he's, great. He's, he is. He's super knowledgeable. He's a musician, plays bass, uh, has great ideas. And I'd, I'd love to have him back on at some point. Yeah. Uh, so he and I have become, uh, you know... DM buddies since he's a great guy. He's, he's basically 82%. It's like talking to evil. <laughs> like I'll randomly get the same fucking meme from both of them <laughs> within the span of four hours. It's, but uh, no, he's a great guy. He also, uh, he came on the pod. We talked about Coheed and Cambria, uh, no spoilers, but, uh, I will say that my 2023 playlist ended up having a lot more Coheed and Cambria than Ooh. I thought it was going to. So I, I've been listening to them a lot, uh, thanks to him. And speaking of which, unfortunately, Coheed and Cambria didn't come out with an album this year. So I didn't know if he was even going to have a favorite, but let's find out hmm. what his favorite album of the year is. Hello, it's Tyler, uh, Evil Jimmy's neighbor. Um, DL asked me to give me give him my pick for album of the year in 2023. Um, I don't think it was a particularly strong year for music. I didn't hear a ton of stuff that I really liked, but there were a few things. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age released an, a, an okay album. Um, uh, I actually liked the Baroness album quite a bit. And then the Unearth, Wretched and the Ruinous, which is what Jimmy's going to pick for the best album of all time or whatever. Um, that's a very good, very good album if you like metal. But uh, my pick for album of the year is a band out of Chicago called Juna. That's D-J-U-N-A-H. The album's called Femina Furens. Uh, the band is fronted by a lady named Donna Diane, who's a very talented person. She sings, plays guitar, and then she plays bass 
with her feet, like with the, the synth pedal that she has set up. Um, it's really kind of a cool thing. Uh, they're a great rock and, rock and roll band. Um, and if, you know, if you're a fan of bands like Queens of the Stone Age and maybe like High on Fire or, or like Doomy kind of stuff that's not super heavy, uh, it might be something you'd be interested in listening to. My favorite song on the album is uh, The Seven Winds of Sekhmet. Um, and it's that song lived in my brain for many weeks uh, in 2023, and I still enjoy it now. So, all right, hope you guys all have a good uh, end of the year, and we'll see you later. So there it is, uh, a band I've never heard of, a, an album I've never heard of. It's you, like you should give it a listen. It's Coil meets yeah. Lingua Ignota meets something else. Yeah, it's super creative. So you've heard it. Yeah, he and I talked about it. Okay. Yep. It's it's heavy. Uh, who would you compare it to, Evil? It's like it's really heavy female oh, lead singer. Um, but she doesn't sound. She's got a very different sound. Yeah, I just listen to it. If you like heavy creative music, listen to it. Like he's a big Concordant. Baroness fan. Um, not that they sound like Baroness, but it's kind of if you like that kind of stuff, you would you would be into it. Love it. Who else do we have to thank? Well, uh, how about 1001 Album Complaints? Uh, it is mm-hmm. another podcast on. We had them on. They had us on. I got to talk about R.E.M.'s Green. Love that album almost as much as Evil does. That was a blast. <laughs> um, they came on to talk a little Neutral Milk Hotel. Rachel, you were on that one. Yes. Uh, you dug that album. I did. Uh, and you thought I was not going to be into that. So I think that I made me didn't. want to like it more. I think I've figured it out. Yeah, I think I figured it out. You tell her that she needs to be about beats per minute. She's going to go listen to Sappy Country for the whole year. Yep. It's, we, yes. Just Reverse psychology has never worked better. Um, <laughs> speaking of 1001 album complaints, my main contact has been Rob. He kind of heads everything up uh, for that pod. We asked him what his favorite album of the year is. Bit of a surprise. Here it is. Hey everyone, it's Rob from 1001 Album Complaints here to tell you about my pick for the best record of 2023. Now, I wish I could tell you I was cooler and listened to every single indie release this year and was going to come at you with some kind of deep cut that you had never heard of before, but the reality is, the one that caught my ear this year was Olivia Rodrigo's Guts. Repping this album tonight, it's a bad idea, right? Nah, I love well-constructed pop music, and this album has plenty of it. Look, I pay attention to things most people ignore. For instance, that dominant three chord, which then goes to a major four chord, and then to a minor four chord in the progression for the hit song, Vampire. And even though that progression, which is interesting, stays relatively consistent through the song, what it allows Olivia to do is basically free climb half dome, melodically speaking, over top of it. This record has a lot to love. It's notes of 90s Weezer fuzziness and harmonies with a wry sense of humor and a truly impressive vocal range. Look, I've made some real big mistakes, but this isn't one of them. Yes! Guts! Uh, Guts! So the the indie hipster goes guts by Olivia Rodrigo. Rachel is so happy, so is you. Yeah. I'm a you fan. You both loved it. I like O-Rod. Hey, you know what? I, I like O-Rod too. I like her a lot. I don't like her music per se, but I like her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's she was on, 
was it Jimmy Kimmel? I think. Sounds it, right. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun interview. Like she, you can tell, like she's like, she seems cool. How old is she? Not very 20? old. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty-one ish. Not very old. She's a kid. Yeah. Well, Rob, thanks again. It was really fun. We'll have to do some pod collaborations again this year. Uh, we'd love to. And then, of course, we need to thank the guests mm. from this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we've got uh, Tyler we talked about came on. We have the one, the only Angie K. James, who uh, is spectacular. You can see her art behind Rachel. Uh, you might on this camera be able to see her art for me over here. Uh, Evil doesn't have her art up because it's he right over there. He I don't see. see it. It's not in frame, but it is in the office. Uh, uh, we love Angie. She came on and we got to talk about like one of the coolest fucking albums ever. It was right? So good. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's I love that out. Al- I love that album so much. Um, we had AJ and Sarah come on to talk about uh, the state of vinyl. Mm-hmm. That was one of our more popular episodes really? this year. Yeah, a lot of lot of listens for State of Vinyl. Wow. So, so much so that we're going to do one of those a year now. Nice. So oh, okay. because of how well Sarah and AJ did, uh, every year we're going to do another one where we invite one or two listeners on that are big vinyl collectors and, and talk to them. And uh, yeah, a spectacular thank you to Sarah and AJ. Um, I just got a new vinyl that was came straight from Italy. Ooh. Yeah. Well, what? Don't leave us in suspense. Uh, here. The band don't is called us. Disharmonia Mundi. They are. It's it sounds like a Hives album. <laughs> it does kind of sound like a Hives, <laughs> Hives album. So it's the the singer. Well, one of the singers. They have two vocalists. One of them. Let me rewind. The project is kind of like one guy. It's sort of he's the mastermind. It's, he's like a very Italian name, like Etior. I can't even pronounce it properly so i'm not going to try uh it's very in flame soil work kind of swedish mellow death sounding and speed strid from soil work is one of the vocalists on that kind of plays with them it's kind of like a queens of the stone age they have musicians come in and out and they've multiple albums but it's the one guy's like kind of et or whatever i'm probably butchering his name um but i they have this album called mind tricks that I saw was on vinyl. It was the first time it was on vinyl. And so I snagged it and they sent it to me from Italy. That's nice of them. Yeah. I ordered it in like September. It just got here. <laughs> yes. Forever. It's a, yes. It took, well, and then of it course we, we need to thank Carrie Kirkland. Uh, Carrie is going to be a to featured guest next year. She had us out to her place. You heard the uh, what is music episode that she took a part of. Um, Carrie's spectacular. What what more can we say about Carrie's so good that we decided we need to have her on a bunch of content next year? Yes. And yeah. so gracious for welcoming us into her home and fucking Palm mm-hmm. Springs was amazing. Yes. And that was just a blast. I'm so glad we did that. We we did. We had a we had a great time. Uh can't wait. You guys are going to get to see a lot more of Carrie next year. Uh you're welcome. And then uh we have the uh guest guests on the pod, uh, Trevor Phipps, mm. evil, uh, might be you a little okay bit of a fan of mm-hmm. the, the band. <laughs> How's your shirt going? T-shirt yeah. shirt I'm wearing do? and whose album is back there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. that was fucking awesome to have Trevor on and he was a, a phenomenal to, to chat with. He's so knowledgeable and yes. And like gracious with the fans. And that band is just, 
I mean, I'm a little Amazing. bit of a fanboy, but there, I, I like everything bit. about. How, I love their music, number one, but I like their approach. I like that they'll just fucking tour and tour and tour. They have that. They kind of came up in the hardcore scene when they were younger, so they have work ethic. They'll play anywhere. Um, yeah, they'll play huge stages. They'll play small. They'll play the fucking basement of the Kiwanis temple yep. in, in, in in Boise yeah, Idaho. Or, or Shriners really Temple, cool not shit. Kiwanis. Fucking Shriners Temple. I yeah, know what you meant. You know, same I mean. thing. They're just love him, and it was, and he was great to talk with him. So I, I'm that gonna was toot super, super our cool. own horn, horn a little bit here. Um, one of the things that I catch happening a lot on the show, and it was really thanks to you, Evil, on this interview specifically with Trevor, was that there's definitely a feel about 50 percent of the time when our interview starts where people are kind of like, okay, another fucking podcast interview, mm-hmm. and then about halfway through after a couple specific questions, you see the light go off that it's like, Oh, this is actually like going to be a different, this is going to be an mm-hmm. actual cool conversation. Right. Like that's happened a lot. And, uh, yeah, that with Trevor, I noticed it. Like I noticed after, I don't even remember what the specific questions were, but I noticed there was a bit of a, Oh, okay. This is, this is a legit talk. So that was really, really awesome. I think I remember talking to him, I remember talking to him. No, I remember when we brought up uh, like Testament because he's a big fan of Testament, and he's like, okay. "Oh," and I think that kind of like, he's like, "Oh, this this guy actually knows a little bit about me and my musical tastes." <laughs> and, yeah, and because they 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 have a similar sort of I don't know approach to music. Like uh, they're they it's like tour, put out great albums. Not yeah. a lot of mainstream, even in the metal community, not a lot of mainstream um, like attention. No. And, but they have a huge, yeah, no. like a, a very rabid fan base and are amazing musicians. They're amazing. I'm um, rabid and I'm a fan. JR from Less Than Jake, right? Yeah. You were at that interview. <laughs> I was at that interview. <laughs> I did she say one in. sentence at that interview. It was a good sentence. It was Thank probably you. the best sentence of the whole interview. <laughs> I don't know about one that. Of us, it really was that one of us said, not him, but... Uh, he he was just fucking cool. He was so chill. He was so he was nice. He laid back on his recliner, just hanging like a, out in his just basement, just a lamp in the background, <laughs> just like just the, even you could tell he was he he was so cool with like you could you could tell right away that he honestly was was cool with being there. Yeah. You know, like yeah, man, I'm here. I get to talk about my band. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not a not a oh my god another one of these things. Yeah. He, he's just a cool fucking dude. He was so cool. Really was. Thanks for being cool. Thanks, Jr. Um, T Parks, Tony Parks. So uh, about a year back, I had a listener uh, write in and say, "Hey, there is this project called The Reaver by Brontosaur. Uh I advise you to check it out. I'm not usually like this, but." I was like, fuck it. I went online. I saw it. I was like, that is a really cool looking vinyl. Bought it. Sound unseen. Sound unheard. That's what you're going to say there. Uh, <laughs> got it. Re- yes. Got it. Realized that it's this independent artist that is that is just poured money into, like, this is one of the highest quality projects I've gotten ever on vinyl. You know, we're talking this massive booklet of art. 180 gram double vinyl concept album just everything about it is incredible so much so that i had to have him on which turns out he's married (laughs) to louise post who spoiler alerts 
you know, we're going to have something to do with, I think, soon. Anyway, T Parks, he's been totally gracious. We're going to have him on again uh, next year to do some other things with. He just came out with a basically an acoustic rework of Reaver. Ooh, I haven't listened and to that. Luis Post is on that project. They basically worked on it together. Uh, yeah, I have my pre-order in. Um, have either of you gotten a chance to listen to that at all? The, the Reaver, the, not no. not Reaver? the acoustic, but the not acoustic. The yeah. original one. Yes. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It is. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. T Parks, you are the man. Uh, very incredibly nice, gracious guy. We've gotten to work a lot together. Look forward to working more. Um, one of my, if if I were to start a podcast and say who are the five people that I would ever want to interview in my life. Brad Roberts, mm. singer songwriter of the Crash System, he's would have been number one or two, and I got to talk to him this year. Uh, Brad and the Crash Systemies, incredible! I'm so glad they're tour. They're still touring. They're still having fun. Uh, still out there doing the damn thing. When when you got there is a moment in time where I'm sitting there and I'm interviewing Brad Roberts and he's lighting up a J, <laughs> and I'm like, this is it. This is this is what my life has been <laughs> geared toward. I've I've done this. I'm I'm. This is it. I don't need anything else in my life. That's side, all I've ever needed. S- like side quest here conversation. Thank you for uh, doing the album album the swap. I can't remember uh, yeah. the episode when we talked about a worm's life. That was fucking great. Yeah. Um, because I was not familiar with their catalog outside of kind of the the bigger hits from the 90s and so yeah it was awesome that's the biggest the biggest hurdle the well the hurdle that the crash systemies have barely been able to leap is that 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 one album was so popular yeah. and that one song that it was just they couldn't really get past it yeah um they have that syndrome where the label's like yeah. oh you sold how many million because right. of this song well yep. your next album's gonna have to be bigger it's all bullshit and i did um, i like the superman song that was fucking awesome and that came out oh yeah that's great but that's just massive and uh, and then last but not least, uh, Evil and I got to interview one of the uh, greatest our, guitar players of the current era. Yes. My current favorite guitar player, yeah. Nick fucking Lee. Mm. Uh, Evil, uh, Nick Lee's kind of cool. <laughs> kind of. Uh, what, what, a, what a fucking cool human being. Yep. What an amazing talent. And what a wild story his life has been in the last year yes yeah for his whole band yep like all the shit that nick has gone through after getting into conversation with the rest of the guys and uh and you know getting a lot getting kind of the the reciprocal appreciation of you know thank you for uh talking about our music and us no thank you for making the fucking music they're just they're such good dudes Mm -hmm. Um, you, we talked about Phototroph. You gave it a 10 out of 10. That's fucking great. It's uh, on the wall, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I mean, Crux. Um, I love Crux, too. I mean, I'm just I kind of, blown I'm away. Just, I, I like Crux more. And really? Phototroph is, a 10 out, is on our 10 out of 10 wall. So, man. Yeah, uh, Nick Lee's the man. Talented. They're touring now somehow. Uh, it's just amazing. Their story is fucking awesome. Yeah. I love it so much. Goddamn thing you said I'm gonna steal all the gold and piss on you know how And if I said it once, said it a hundred times They're gonna say it 
those were our guests this year. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, and then, of course, we have the listeners. I mean, you can't have a podcast without listeners, right? I mean, you can. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this year, the, the numbers are going up slowly. The outreach is going up, which is the most important. And it's just, it's so appreciated. It's so fun mm-hmm. getting into contact with the listeners. Um it's been amazing. It's been really amazing. Uh, of course, we have our listeners that have been there from the beginning. We love and appreciate you all so much. You're all amazing. So much so that we've decided to start something this year, which is the listener of the year, uh, where basically we pick a listener of the year and uh, we buy him a nice shiny present. Um, right. Oh. And a brand guys, new dirty shirt. Yes. Yay. Yeah. Did we even have a choice on who the first listener of the year was going to be? No, 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 no. We've we've had li- all all you listeners that have been there from the beginning that contact almost every episode. You're amazing, but there's one listener that contacts through email, uh, Instagrams Instagram. every single thing yeah. we put on, uh, mm-hmm. DMs me anytime an album comes out that I he thinks I might like yep. or that he knows that I'll hate. Same to me too. Yep, like. He's almost like a fucking research guy that that's for us. That's just mm-hmm. like, hey, by the way, you probably aren't gonna have time to listen to this. It's it's this and that. Like he's just amazing. Yep. Mark Kowal. Yay. Mark's awesome. Mark's the best. Yep. So Mark, uh, we we got you a little present. Uh, let's see it. Show it. Show us your package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. The Verse Course Verse team and DL sent me a, a record. I won some contest. I didn't know I was part of some contest, but evidently I won and I like to win. So I'm going to open it with this handy opener here that works 30% of the time, all the time. It's a record. I like records. I'm going to take this off. This is the whole process. I think it'll be a whole process. Take this off. I haven't seen it yet. No. This is too nice and this is still wrapped. My God. Thank you. This is, I like this so much. I even have an article about it framed. Thank you, DL. Uh, Mark, <laughs> hope you enjoy. Yeah. Uh, we love you, man. Uh, thanks for listening. Please don't stop now just because you got that. Final. <laughs> it's like ah my work uh, is complete <laughs> and then finally i we need to thank uh these people named trevor megan amanda other amanda all our families uh gary who was gracious enough to invite us into you know carrie's home wasn't just carrie's home mm. really yeah, fucking good tacos. tacos and pasta and pasta uh, yeah and talked about I know trapeze and fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I know how much of a pain in the ass this is to, to do once a week and how many conversations with significant others have had to have been had. And it's, it, trust me, it's not lost on me. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Trevor, Megan, you're, you're very cool people. And that's all no. I have to say about that. Um, so I guess, <gasps> I guess we cheers. It's time. Cheers. It's time. Oh, it is Champagne time. Hey. hey, to all those people that we just talked about, 
We love you. Cheers. Prost. Cheers and cheers. Prost. Skål. Ostrovia. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We are back. Hello, verse, chorus, verse. Hey, uh, so every year we start with the downer. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Get uh, it out of the way. Some people died, unfortunately, in 2023. Top 10 deaths of 2023. Top 10 deaths of 2023. What's like 15? Uh, evil, evil, who died? Uh, well, a lot of people. <clears throat> yeah, quite a few people died. Yep. Yeah, um, they're getting old. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Robbie Robertson. God damn it, Eagle. Who, yeah, God damn you. Who, you got to start with uh, an artist you might have heard of um little guy named bob dylan uh robbie robertson napoleon what are you talking about dylan thomas (laughs) oh anyway ziggy piggy ziggy sorry (laughs) (laughs) old people joke yeah. Uh, you know, like anyway, uh, on August 9th of this year, at age 80, Robbie Robertson passed away. He was lead guitarist for Bob Dylan in the mid and late 60s, went on to form the band, which they were Bob mm, Dylan's band. Yeah. Fucking great band. They have a special place in my heart. I fell in love with them when I was in college. One of my art professors would play a tape and it had... Cripple Creek. I, I don't know if it was a greatest hits oh, or if it was that album. So good. Yeah. But so I, good. Th- I just fell in love with them. And, um, if you have never seen the last waltz, it might be the greatest music documentary ever made. Uh, it was, it I, I was, would not argue. I wouldn't argue that. I, I, yeah. I'm not being hyperbolic here. It, it was no, uh, made by insane. Scorsese. I mean, yeah. Uh, and it was their last performance. There's, you know, I mean the, the number of, of, like cameos in that performance. Insane. Clapton was there. And, Who, by the, and, speaking of Scorsese, which I didn't know until studying for this, did you know that he wrote the scores for Raging Bull and King of Comedy? Yeah, wild. Like, Who knew? Two of the coolest fucking yep. movies ever. And not yeah, only that, that he worked on Casino, Gangs of New York. It's like Robbie Robertson, after he left the band, he, he went on to work, you know, had a so, solo career, but also worked with Scorsese throughout the years. Um, Scored the Irishman, scored Killers of the Flower Moon, which is it was his last work, and they dedicated the movie to him. So, uh, awesome. had a great career. Uh, aged eighty, it's hard. I mean, it's sad when when people die, but if you've had a great career and you're you're tapping out at age eighty, you fucking did it right, yeah. Robbie. Hey, that's that's a good goal. Mm-hmm. Hey, Evil, who else died? Ooh. Uh who run Bottertown? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tina Turner passed away yeah. uh, at 83 on May 24th. Uh, if you don't know who fucking Tina Turner is, like pull your head out of wherever You're way it's too been. young to be listening to this podcast. That's you probably don't know true. Who Tina That's Turner also true. <laughs> so uh, obviously Ike and Tina uh, in the 60s. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rocking in the 60s, 70s. Uh, yep. Great music. They were buried. And the late uh, 50s too, I yeah, think. Yeah, maybe late 50s, yeah. Anyway, that, that music's fucking phenomenal. Uh, 
if you don't know anything about them, look it up. It's a fucking wild, crazy story. Uh, Ike and Tina Turner. He was incredibly abusive to her. Yes. Uh, she divorced him. They split in 1976. Went on to have kind of phase one of her solo career in the early 70s. And then in the 80s, she took off like a fucking rocket ship and became one of the yep. gr- greatest selling artists of all time. Uh, yeah. She sold more than 100 million records worldwide. She was the, the I, I think maybe the first or the, the number one, oh fuck, how do I phrase this? Solo recording artist. She was the highest selling solo recording artist of all time. First solo artist, female or male, yes. to yeah. gross over 100 million. Black, white, female, male. Yep. She fucking like, transcended everything. Yep. Uh, Auntie Entity, who run Bartertown, Tina Turner. She was simply the best. Hall of Fame twice, yeah. once for Ike and Tina, once yeah. for just Tina. Yeah. And it can't be fucking stressed enough that Ike was one of like top five most powerful people in show business mm-hmm. when she had to get away from him. And she still, because mm-hmm. of who she was, her career, not only did it not falter, it strengthened. Like, yeah. Yeah. She, it's almost resolve, like... She's just, she's so, she's one of the most, she's one of the strongest fucking people that you can ever Ever. learn about. Like just crazy, awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, fucking amazing. Um, will be missed. Um, evil. Your arch nemesis passed away. (sighs) Meh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How long I've been wanting to say that. Uh, I will, I will, I will rise above his pettiness with Eddie Van Halen, and I will be the better man. Uh, on January 18th, at age 81, David Crosby passed away. Got to yep. give him credit. Fucking amazing artist, amazing yeah. musician. Uh, Got to start amazing with, vocalist with the Birds. Uh, yeah, amazing vocalist, amazing songwriter. Started with the Birds. You probably that's a band we haven't talked enough about right. yet. Yeah. The yeah, birds is, at some point the birds is going to get a lot of coverage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, and yeah, it's one of those early bands that I think we we definitely need to give attention to at some point. And then uh, you know later with Crosby, Stills, Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, um, you know he's, he's he's a legend in the in in the industry. Uh, yeah. I, the the Eddie Van Halen thing will that will be a a, a joke forever and. <laughs> Meh. Uh, some some fun facts about um, Mr. Crosby. He had a liver transplant in 1994, which I did not know about. Uh, and that liver was purchased by Phil Collins. So uh, weird. There was there was a lot of like rumors about it being because of alcohol abuse and and him just wearing it out. But actually, he had hepatitis, so he did need the liver, and he got it, and he carried on to. You know, I feel like if you're a musician, you shouldn't be allowed to get a new liver. <laughs> like you've got one liver, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's your one shot. But that's okay. Uh, he was also the sperm donor for Melissa Etheridge's two children. Yes. So he fun came facts. To their window. Now you know that and you can't get it out yep. of your mind. He came to the window. Gross. <laughs> Left a deposit. He was also there the when window. Jim Morrison told uh, Janis oh, yes. Joplin that she wasn't that good of a blues singer, and she bashed a Jim Beam bottle over his head. Meh. <laughs> it's not awesome. Do you think he said meh to her too? Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm sensing a pattern here. <laughs> um, Evil, you got one more, which intrigues me because I don't know. I'm intrigued of what your opinions are on this artist. So I thought about this a little bit. Um, I have a take on musical artists. Even if you don't like the music or think they're sellouts or, or what, like too soft serve. When an artist creates art that universally solicits like a, a, a call and chant back. Mm. So like wasting away again in Margaritaville. Yep. Yeah. Looking for that lost shaker. Where's the salt? Where's the motherfucking salt? Where's the goddamn salt? salt? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you know sweet Caroline. Join in any time, Rachel. Bah, 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 bah. There she comes now saying money, money. Hey, hey, you. Do you not know this one? Get laid, get fucked. Come on. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody who, yeah. who. I've been in karaoke bars. I know what you're. <laughs> yeah. They fucking won. They have won. Yeah. If they yep. have moved into that level of, of the, the, the musical pop cultural zeitgeist, they fucking won. I think, you I know. I mean, he's also a billionaire in that way. He kind of won too. Yeah. So <laughs> Jimmy Buffett on September 1st passed away at the age of 76, kind of young. Um, maybe a few too many cheeseburgers in paradise. Uh, <laughs> uh, had a huge fucking following. The parrot heads. Yeah. I mean, this is like rivaling the Grateful Dead following in terms of over like, 20 million albums yeah, sold. Right. Right. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, yeah. He, he kind of pioneered this sort of drunken Caribbean rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw it referred to as Gulf and Western, like because he yeah. kind of had his start in in, in Western music. Um, yeah. You know, middle aged white people in Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Rock. Like keyboards and caribbean come on yep uh it's just it's party music it's fucking drink on the beach i mean who doesn't like doing that from time to time do Everybody i want to listen does. to it all the time no but there's a time and a place ever, for it but that's okay and, yeah also margaritaville is the most lucrative song of all time and that's fucking of wild all time. that's wild yes yeah hey uh drink sponsorships there baby um, yeah Right? Wait, cheers. Uh, we need to write a song called Old Fashionville. <laughs> Old Fashioned Town. Oh, Old Fashioned Berg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, he yeah. was also a pretty good dude. He did a lot of charity work, uh, was like, put a lot of efforts and money into environmental conservation. He started Save the yeah. Manatee. Started um, it. Did huge, huge, huge program. Right, right. Did did multiple charity performances yeah, he for was, hurricane yeah. relief. Uh, he like f- like flew in tents to Haiti when in t- twenty ten when the disaster happened there. He he was just a good dude. Uh, so like love hate his music. He was an awesome guy. He will be missed. Um, at ninety six, famous for songs like "Jump in the Line" and "Dayo," which. Once again, if you're too young to know those songs, you probably say Beetlejuice three times and you'll learn. You will learn about Harry Belafonte and Winona Ryder's need to dance in the air (laughs) to him. Um, Harry (laughs) Harry Belafonte was a fucking gangster. He was born in, not literally, he was born in Harlem (laughs) at age 27, 
uh, his parents were cool as shit. So they let him do a ton of art, ton of theater, things like that, which in Harlem at that age was actually a really, really good thing to be in a lot of, uh, a lot of great artists, um, it came from that. He, uh, he had a 1956 album called Calypso, which was massively huge. Uh, first million selling LP ever. Whoa. And it brought Calypso music to the masses. He was the one that showed people Calypso. Uh, anybody that's a fan of Desi Arnaz or, you know, all, any of those people, Harry Belafonte is the reason that they were able to become what they were. Um, he was so talented that the first time he ever sang for an audience was with the Charlie fucking Parker band. It, <laughs> Jeez. it had Charlie Parker, Max Roach and Miles Davis were all on stage with him. The first time he no sang pressure. no for pressure at all. Like you can't get any bigger than that. You can't. Uh, so Harry Belafonte, I'm, I love that stuff. He was awesome. He will be missed. Uh, Barry is not the name of the next guy that I'm going to talk about. The name is actually Barrett Strong, who died at 81 in 2023. Uh, he was born in West Point, Mississippi. He was classmates with Aretha Franklin and Lamont Dozier. Hmm. So middle school for those three. That's what the fuck is going very, on in the water there. I know, right? Um, he's fracking. <laughs> He, he's one of the greatest songwriters <laughs> of all time. He wrote in the primetime days of Motown. He was the song. He was one of the main songwriters. He was it. If you wanted a hit, you went to Barrett Strong. He wrote, uh, heard it through the grapevine. He wrote war. He wrote just my imagination. He wrote Papa was a Rolling Stone. Speaking of the other greats. Uh, and he wrote one of my favorite songs of all time. Money, which is such a perfect song that you can't even fuck it up. I've never heard a bad cover of it. Even that dumb 80s one with the <laughs> with the weird, the woman talk singing it, you know? Like, the that's best things one. in life are free. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. It's no Beatles. And honestly, Barrett Strong, he actually performed it and he did it best. But it's a perfect song. Barrett Strong. The strong work. You know? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to touch really quickly on one other artist that uh, I'm not going to talk about fully, but anybody else can if they'd like to. Uh, Sinead O'Connor passed away this year, um, who talked shit about Prince after he made her career. So Sinead O'Connor might be my David Crosby. I don't know. I have to figure that out. Um, no, In all honesty, Sinead O'Connor was an amazing Irish singer, mm-hmm. beautiful music. Uh, obviously nothing compares to you brought her to the map. Everybody knows everybody that was alive at that time. Remembers what a vividly that amazing music video. performance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ripping up pics of the Pope on, she, on Saturday night live when Saturday night live mattered. Yeah. It still matters. Mm. Sorry. That felt weird. Who watches TV? Like seriously. I can't name one person on the SNL anymore. Who's the guy yeah. married to Scarlett Johansson? Colin Jost. It, exactly. He's, he's pretty it doesn't. The yeah. news is funny. Those guys. The news are, is great. Uh, That's yeah. my favorite. The part. the reading the the writing each other's thing that they do. <laughs> I love that's that. That's fucking. That's hilarious. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sinead O'Connor, amazing artist. She did talk shit about Prince, who was the one that gave her a career essentially. Not so cool. 
meh. Uh, and then, uh, uh, and then of course we have a man who saw Les Paul, or I'm sorry, who heard Les Paul play at six years old on the radio and said, that's it. That's what I'm doing with my career. And he, he fucking did it like in a way that nobody else will ever do it. Uh, Jeff Beck died at 78. Mm. We've talked many times on the pod already about Jeff Beck. Of course we interviewed Jennifer Batten who fucking toured with Jeff Beck. Yeah. Um, not only does that speak to how I don't want to say it like that. So I'm not gonna, and I'm not editing that out. So you can see all the shit that Rachel and evil have to go through. Mm. Um, I don't know what we talk about with Jeff Beck. I don't know if we, how, how far we go into his tour with Jen Batten. Uh, and how amazing that two guitar tour was. If we Dude. talk about the fucking Yardbirds, another Birds band we should talk about. We gotta talk. We we're just gonna have to have a bird episode. Bird episodes. Ooh. Ooh. Um, do we? <laughs> Sorry. We can talk about finger picking and what he invented. Essentially, there's so much about Jeff Beck that you can talk about. The one thing that I will say is what makes him to me a top probably three guitarists of all time is you have your, you have your invincibles. You have your Jimi Hendrix's. It's really, it's Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's it. That's, those are your invincibles, right? And evil disagrees. Why evil? I'm not discounting them. Oh, do you have more to add? I don't know. You're not even wearing a t-shirt. Van Halen, Jimi Hendrix, (laughs) <laughs> and Stevie Ray Vaughan. The problem is not the problem. They were so uh, blindly like, uh, I don't know, like psychotically guitarist driven Yeah, wow. that they had one speed. They went up to 11 and that's it. That's, I mean, they you could have gone further. Um, yes. And I would have been, okay maybe they went it. to 13. <laughs> And, and look, Jimmy could slow it down. Stevie could slow it down. Eddie, I'm not saying that, but as far as dynamics, Mm. as far as what to do, when in a song, nobody to me, nobody has ever touched what Jeff Beck did. Nobody. I agree. You know, I watched a, a, I think this was a Howard Stern interview and, you know, take the source of this with a grain of salt, but he was talking with, with John Bon Jovi. And he asked him, who, who's the greatest guitar player ever lived? And he said, Beck, Jeff Beck. And Love that. he's like, and Stern's like, not Hendrix, not, not uh, Van Halen. And he's like, he's like, those guys were great too. But he I, apparently, I didn't know this, Beck, Jeff Beck was the Young Guns soundtrack that um, Bon Jovi, oh. he, he did the guitar of that. And he's like, hmm. Bon Jovi was like, I watched him take a guitar out of a cardboard box and do like amazing things with it. I think that's what that makes him different is he didn't, it wasn't about the fans. Like I love EVH, but a lot of what made him special was like what he brought to the guitar and the innovations to the instrumentation and amplification, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Jeff Beck, just give him a fucking shitty Squire guitar from Walmart and he will sound like Jeff Beck. Yeah. And, and what's the, what's the John Lennon quote? I'm an artist. You give me a fucking tuba and I'll, yeah. I'll bring you Beethoven. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Jeff Beck. Uh, I, 
there a lot of times there is a a little one sentence to describe people that I'm always like what the fuck does that mean but this one to me makes sense Jeff Beck is probably and you see this a lot when you hear interviews people talking about him is that he was the greatest guitarist guitarist mm-hmm. that there will ever be yeah. and I I think that that sums him up perfectly yeah that's a good way to put it uh, Rachel who dead oh my gosh so many people <laughs> A lot of people died. A lot of people dying. People dying every day. Um, yep. One of them died very close to home. Mostly Evil's home because he's the most centralized in Boise. Mm-hmm. But uh, Steve Harwell died um, on the 4th of September in Boise, Idaho. Uh, he was the lead singer of Smash Mouth from 1994 yeah. to 2021. Uh, Borg guy might seemed- as well be walking on the sun. <laughs> uh, he won't feel it anymore. Um he was born the That's 9th the of point. January 1967 in Santa Clara. Um Smash Mouth had such hits as Walking on the Sun. Uh All Star. Um both of those landing in the top 10 Billboard hits. Uh Did you know he started as a rapper? I don't know if I do that actually. Are you serious? He did. I'm dead serious. I feel like you should just throw out facts every once in a while and be like <laughs> Yeah. Did you know that he was in Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he was actually, All Star was actually nominated for Best Pop Performance uh, for a Grammy in 2000, which is impressive given the quality of the song. I mean, is that not the most memeable song of all time? I mean, like, yes, but when you some think of... body wants... <laughs> <laughs> When I think of Grammys, I don't I don't know that that one would have popped up in my head. Um, fun political fact. Uh, Smash Mouth performed at the 2020 Sturgis Rally. Now, for those of you that don't know about the Sturgis Rally, it's a big... Is that in it's Nevada? In, it's in South Dakota. It's Sturgis. <laughs> it's yeah. a city. This is a, this uh, is a callback, everybody. <laughs> David does not know what Sturgis is. That's fine. Um, Apparently, when you're in the Northwest, you're supposed to know a lot about Harleys. Yeah. And I do not. That's okay. Uh, So he was performing at Sturgis in 2020. He said, uh, no, we're all here together tonight. And we're being human again for once. Fuck that COVID shit. Uh, As we know, (laughs) they couldn't fuck that COVID shit because that was a super spreader event. And lots of people got very sick. Oops. Oops. Uh, he also. I wouldn't have seen that coming in a thing like Sturgis. So <laughs> Twenty thousand people gathering together in a small space. It was outside. I mean, they had that. Um, also, fun political fact: uh, he got super wasted at Bethel Woods Center for the Arts in New York. He threatened some audience members, made a Nazi salute. Mm. Uh, I mean, wasn't he like losing his mind at this time? He had a lot of medical issues going on. Yeah, I don't know about uh, mental illness stuff, but he was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy in 2013. This can be genetic, uh, but it was likely caused by alcoholism. He also yep. had uh, Wernicke encephalopathy, which is lack of vitamin B. Vitamins also can be caused by alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, and he died in hospice care in Boise from liver failure. Hey, Phil Collins, where's that liver money? Yeah. Yeah. Don't Oops. be so picky about mm. things. <laughs> All right, who else dead? He only get one liver. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Randy Meiser also passed away uh, on the 26th of July. He was the founding member, bassist, and high harmony vocalist for Eagles. I really want to say the Eagles. It just I mean, it's, feels nobody better cares. in my mouth. It's fine. I hate the That's fucking Eagles, man. You hate the fucking uh, Eagles, man. He was in the Eagles from 1971 to 1977. Uh, he helped form the group. And with the band, he helped write five of their seven studio albums, including 1976's Hotel California, which sold over 38 million copies. Um, he wrote okay. their first gold single. He did. Uh, David loves a lot of their songs. To the limit. You might remember uh, his number one, Desperado. David's, David's number one song, Desperado. So good. Uh, Witchy Woman, Take It Easy, One of These Nights. So many bangers. Um, mm-hmm. While he was with the band, they were nominated for eight Grammy Awards. They won three. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1988. Um, he died it. It's too early to be a slurring. It's all right to die, dude. <laughs> he died from complications of uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease on the 26th of July in 2023. That was... Okay, yeah. No, never mind. Who else died? A couple more people, David. Oh. Hold on to your former. shorts. Okay. Uh, David Jolicoeur from De La Soul, our friend Danny yeah. Miller's favorite band. Yeah. Um, he passed away on the 12th of February... Trugoy the Dove. Trugoy, fun fact, yogurt spelled backwards. <laughs> the creativity. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> so weird. Maybe that's how he likes oh, getting his protein. God. I don't know. It seems like a so strange. Weird. What? <laughs> strange way to come up with your name. Uh, he was Ooh, one of the original, like he... confrontational, you know, De La Soul. Yes. Thought provoking hip hop of that's the good East shit. Coast. Yeah. Yes, Very him and shit. some high school buddies, Vincent Mason and Kel- uh, Kelvin Mercer formed De La Soul uh, when they were in high school. Hip hop was super aggressive all the time. Back yeah. then, fuck the police, uh, bitches, hoes, get money. Goddamn pillies. Um, and De La Soul just came up with some nice, <laughs> lighthearted raps. Um, yeah. Me, myself, and I which yeah, actually God, got them in trouble for sampling the turtles. Oopsies. Uh, you showed me, which is 1968. Because they had so many samples in their music, uh, it has been quite the effort to get it accessible, to get it digital. <sighs> My God. Um, when we covered with Danny Now Now, trying to find that fucking album was a joke. I think yep. I ended up on YouTube. Yep. yep. And Danny No No himself had a cassette tape, was it? That yeah. didn't differentiate yeah. the songs. So when we were like, hey, he, this he song, know, yeah. track number he this, what he's track like, was where. I don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> so but that's and it's finally released. You can get it on vinyl yes. and it's about goddamn time. Um, he, uh, some of his career achievements, David's not listed, but uh, Jolie Core include um, a 20, 2006 Grammy for his work on the Gorillaz Feel Good Inc., Best yeah. col- uh, pop, pop collaborative with vocals. Um, Watch him as like he gravitates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his cause of death wasn't announced, but he did suffer from congestive heart failure and wore a defibrillating vest. So maybe something with that. Yeah. Who else died, Who you else? ask? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Two more people. 
All right. At least two more people. Okay. Uh, two more that I'm going to talk about. Gordon Lightfoot. Okay. Canadian singer-songwriter. Yeah. Piece of shit. Uh, he passed away in May. <laughs> May 1st. May Day. My new favorite day of the year. It's actually Trevor's birthday. So May it 1st? is a good day. Yeah. He was born on May Go Day. Go buy him something. I know. I should. Give him a anyway. high five. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot died... Gordon Lightfoot wrote such hits as If You Could Read My Mind, Sundown, and Carefree Highway. Um, Gordon Lightfoot was played a lot in my house as a kid. My dad loved Gordon Lightfoot. I loved Gordon Lightfoot. He had a very soothing vibe to him and just a good folk 60s, 70s. I just loved him growing up. Me too. Um, Jack Batten called him a journalist, a poet, a historian, humorist, short storyteller, and folksy recollector of bygone days. Um, Bob Dylan said... over 400 fucking songs, man. Yeah. Bob Dylan said of his music, I can't think of a Gordon Lightfoot song I don't like, adding, every time I hear a song of his, I wish it would last forever. Um, why did I say Gordon Lightfoot's a piece of shit at the beginning of this? Because I'm angry. Um, yeah. Because when I was studying this, I found out that, he, like a lot of musicians uh, and people that were born of a certain time, he... Kind of speaking to what we just got done talking yeah, about in, he, for two episodes. He punched his uh, significant other in the face and uh, broke her zygomatic bone, I think. He just broke her cheek. Um, cause, cause he did, cause he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and that sucks. Yeah. He died of natural causes on May 1st. That's all I have to say about very unfortunate. Life, he... <clears throat> Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. Uh, and if you could read my mind has been covered over 800 times. That's a lot of times. This is insane. But yeah, that's a shitty thing to find out. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. this week. You yeah. Might. Which I had no idea either. No, me either. He kind of, I don't know, slipped away. Slipped away. You know what I us. hate is living in a day and age where you know everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a blessing God, and a sucks. curse, isn't it? Just it's having access curse. to all it's of the It's a blurse. <laughs> yeah. All I'm going to say is if I was in the Matrix, I would be that one dude eating the steak. Yep. Just like Cypher. happy as hell. Yes. Cypher. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I got um, one more. Slow your roll. Really? Uno Mas. Unamas. Uh, this is a very sad one for this time of year for me. Um, Shane McGowan passed away a couple weeks ago. He actually passed away one of the days we were in California. Mm, um, that's right. He was the lead singer of the Irish band, The Pogues. The goddamn Pogues. A big, my brother, Vincent, huge fan, introduced me oh. to The Pogues. And Shane McGowan sang, wrote... Uh, Fairy Tale of New York, which is the best Christmas song there ever was. It's just so it's good. Not, but it is that's cool. It is my favorite Christmas song ever, um, and it makes me so happy. Uh, he collaborated in his career with Joe Strummer, with Nick Cave, with Sh- Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, his songs were influenced by Irish nationalism and history, and included Irish instruments very frequently. Yeah, uh, like every musician. Ever, he was a raging alcoholic. His parents first gave him Guinness at the age of five, which was okay back in the 50s and 60s, um, to quiet him down and help him sleep. 
Um, during his career, he performed on stage. Irish cough syrup. Yes. Grandpa's old mm. cough syrup. Um, yeah. He performed on stage intoxicated. In 2001, Sinead O'Connor actually reported <laughs> him to the London authorities for drug possession. Oops. Um, which he was thankful really? for afterwards because he oh, actually okay. said it helped him kick kick the habit of doing Thanks, heroin, Sinead. at least. His last okay. public tweet was um, a shout out to Travis Kelsey <laughs> um, saying that he <laughs> knocked out of a cover course. of Fairy Jesus Tale of New York. Christ. <laughs> uh, he uh, died. <laughs> he died of pneumonia in Dublin. Uh, both Ireland's president and prime minister commented on his death, saying he will be remembered as one of the greatest. Music's greatest lyricists, and that his songs beautifully captured the Irish yeah, the experience. Yeah, the were rad. Pogues yeah. were rad. I just, mm-hmm. for, I, I, I never until this moment thought like, what is a pogue? So I googled pogue. Yeah. In in military slang, pogue is a disparaging term for military members who do not engage in direct combat or those yeah. who are not on the front lines of combat. The term oh, may have origins in anti-gay slurs. So oh. they're doing some like like fly fly it in your face yeah uh, I, I like that that's i do too yeah that's badass yeah it yeah. is badass um those are our deaths everybody yeah we missed a few apologies for that uh, we do tony bennett a few million tony bennett was <laughs> killed by lady gaga this year david so james sorry to tony. Uh, burt Bacharach died one of the greatest songwriters of all time uh you know we're not going to be able to cover everybody as you see <laughs> We, it just is what it is. Uh, oh, the we've got to talk about some defining stories or if you are 2023 defining story of the year, because goddamn, if there's one and one alone, uh, <laughs> Jimmy said the Gaga murders. <laughs> <laughs> Those, that'll be a, 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 a episodes next year. Uh, the Gaga murders. Yeah. The Gaga murders. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Okay. So uh, what I'm going to cover for my 2023 defining story is the rise of tour cancellations. That's Mm. right. As a lot of you know, artists are canceling tours left and right and center. They're getting throat problems or they're, uh, you know, broke as shit or... I wasn't. Um, <laughs> artists that canceled tours this year. Uh, Paramore, Louis Capaldi, Polar, Polaris, Orville Peck, Louis Tomlinson, Orville, Gordon Lightfoot, on. but understandable because he died. George Thorogood. <laughs> yes. The Beebs, Osborne, Bell and Sebastian, Animal Collective, Santa Gold, and every single independent artist that ever lived. Also uh, Queens also, canceled their concert. Uh, Just found out yesterday. The concert that we went to. And that didn't get to go to. And they, can't, they canceled the cancel. They postponed makeup? it and then they canceled it. Um, according to data from a survey by I Lost My Gig, between the 1st of July and the 31st of August last year, 32,737 gigs were canceled so in many. Australia alone. Jesus. Right? Wow. How many that people is, go to uh, Australia? <laughs> Nearly $94.3 million in losses in two months. God damn. Two months. Uh, why? Why is this happening? Why is everybody canceling? Well, there's an answer, 
but I'm going to pretend like there isn't yet and like keep it going a little bit. Um, outdoor uh, concerts are becoming very hard to staff. And in other, in a lot of countries, I know I'm not supposed to use these words on a podcast that isn't political, but climate change is uh, having a lot to do with outside. Yeah. Uh, a lot of um, places where people used to have concerts, they don't have anymore because of uh, shitty weather and mud and overheating and uh, being too cold and blah, 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 blah. Extreme weather events, essentially. Hey, didn't um, stop Woodstock 99. What the fuck? It did not Amen. stop Woodstock 99. Uh, a lot of things didn't stop 1999's Woodstock. Uh, um, uh, at least nine major um, American music festivals in 2022 were canceled because of extreme weather. Uh, we just had an event in, was it Brazil, that should have been canceled uh, uh, before it even started and wasn't, and somebody died. And no, I'm not blaming the artist, right. but it fucking happened. Um, flights. Flights are way, way, way more expensive, and they're completely unreliable now. Uh, if any of you fly regularly, you are delayed or canceled every single flight. As a traveling salesperson, I know this to be true. Uh, low ticket sales. People have stopped going to concerts because a couple, two, three years ago, we all decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to stay at home <laughs> forever, basically. Yeah. And a lot of us kind of did that. Um, if you ever see one of your artists or an artist uh, say that, uh, there's a mental health thing going on, or there's an issue with travel, uh, it might be true, but more than likely what I learned through the studying is that, uh, that is what they say when they are not selling tickets. Mm. That is what they say when, uh, in reality, people ain't buying, people are not going out. That would make me sad too. Right. Um, shipping, shipping is way more unreliable. So anybody that has touring stuff, instruments, all that sort of thing to ship to concerts, it is not getting there in time. Festivals are drastically lowering artist fees. They are not covering hotels anymore. All of these things that, um, are really kind of, you could say COVID caused, but I think that was just a catapult because the number one culprit is streaming. Uh, people have stopped <clears throat> buying physical audio. People yep. have stopped buying digital audio. Mm -hmm. People are not supporting bands anymore. If you're an independent artist, you are getting, you're losing money anytime you come out with an album. That's just going to happen. There, maybe if you, if you find your niche and you can small get somebody like a moon tooth or something like that, that um, eventually word of mouth is going to catch on to. But, uh, you you no longer make money for touring was the last bastion for artists to just hey at least we can keep our head over water it's not happening anymore there are what 100 artists that can make money and it's a lot it's it's mimicking geoeconomics basically and that's what's happening and uh i don't know anybody have anything they want to add you know, like not being able to make money, like streaming is is a big culprit. Not being able to make money off of physical media, like they have to charge more for ticket sales because of that. I think monopolization of just the ticketing industry, Ugh, you know, ticket yeah. master, which we'll touch of, on in yeah. two minutes. Uh, yeah. You know, fuel prices, everything's like it's. Fuel I think prices, it's that's yep. 
yeah, I think it's a perfect storm of a, a constellation of factors are are happening, and it's unfortunate. So go out and support the artists that you love. Buy their yes. shit. Buy yes. merch. You know, buy merch. Yep. And, and do what you can because music is a sacred thing, and I would like to be able to talk to it, talk about it for a very long time. Love it, uh, Rachel. Yeah. What else happened in 2023? One other thing, basically. One other thing. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend Taylor Swift went on a concert tour. <laughs> she she did. She is. It one was semi popular. It was semi popular. You know, talking about all these artists that are struggling, it kind of sucks to juxtapose that conversation of like, how do we make a fucking dollar when Taylor Swift became a billionaire this summer? Um, How do we soak every penny out of our fans? She is a businesswoman as well as a musician. And so... Uh, No argument here. Yeah. Um, The Eras Tour... Uh, in the end, I think it's going to hit 151 shows on five continents. It's about a three hour, a little bit over a three hour show. I found out earlier this week that the way that she prepared for the tour is that she sang the entire set while jogging on a treadmill, treadmill. faster songs. She turned up the speed, slower songs. She was walking. So that's how she got in shape for this, um, because what a motherfucker. Uh, she is making a lot of money, but goddamn if she isn't working for it. Um, the concert itself spans 10 albums, 17 years. Uh, this is her sixth tour. She missed a couple during COVID. Lover came out in 2019. She planned on touring. We all went into hiding. And then she put mm-hmm. out uh, Evermore and Folklore during covid and now came up with midnight so 10th album six tour her tour costuming yeah. came from versace uh cavalli zuhair murad ellie saab oh. oscar de la renta oh. a whole bunch of people that you've never heard of and don't care about <laughs> um so oscar she's, de la hoya does he does oh, cool he boxes awesome. and he makes beautiful right. beautiful dresses <laughs> so the the money that she's putting into this is impressive it is likely i don't know the statistic i'm just making it up the most expensive tour of all time because of what is what she's paying her people she has 30 30 trucks with two sets that have been driving around the u.s the amount of uh bonuses that she's handed out has been 55 million dollars in bonuses so far um to her tour including her driver's all of her 50 truck drivers received $100,000 a piece for a tip. Um, it is insane. It's an insane tour. It's a lot of work, and it's really I impressive. Last I looked, it was like 4.1 million tickets had been sold. Sounds right. She's going to make over a billion dollars yes. from this, which is just, I mean, that's nobody's done anything even close to like that. No. I mean, the numbers, if you are, if you talk about inflating numbers, Beatlemania, but sure. other than that, there's, that's it. Mm-mm. That's it. Yeah. There's, there's probably a Michael Jackson global tour at some point, like maybe the dangerous tour. 
that would have would have got close. I wonder with the number of shows though, because that's the only. It's 151 shows in like yeah. the course of two. I think it'd be two and a half years ish. That's so a lot. Where does where does she go? What's next? What's next? I think she's headed to Japan. No, not not tour. Oh. Like like <laughs> what's. I think like, she's marrying a Kansas City chief and riding off into the sunset. Yeah, that's the thing is, is where do you go from this kind yeah. of tour? How do you go up from here? Right. Because I watched this interview with her, her interview. It was a clip where she didn't get her reputation album, didn't get nominated for any Grammys, I think. And she was disappointed. And the first thing she said was, I'll just have to make a better album next time. Like she was just looking forward of like, how do I top this? Every album she's thinking, how do I top this? This fucking tour? I don't know how you top that. I don't know how you get bigger than that. My, um, here's my only thing that I'm going to bitch about <laughs> for this. And, and <laughs> you can, you can retort. Sure. Um, billion, like, okay. It's, I love the, the tips, all that stuff that she did for her truck drivers and sure. stuff. It's, it's relative as far as money and what she's going to get back in taxes and how, you know, a billion versus a hundred thousand, but that's fine. It, no argument there. What makes me mad is there are things that take that this, at this point in time, this might've been the most powerful an artist has been ever. Yes. There was so much that she could have changed with this tour in the system because we, all we talk about is how fucked the music system is. Right. And she didn't do shit. She, her merch was cheap as shit. Everybody's bitching about how it all fucking falls apart after one wash. Yeah. Like her, you know, t- two tweets. And I feel like we could have, we could have done something about the Ticketmaster monopoly. Sure. This was the time to do it. That's the thing is that being someone in her position, she a thousand percent is saying, okay, you take care of this, you take care of this, you take care of this. I don't need to just show me what to sign, sign off on these t- these this brand of t-shirts, whatever you say, it's good, it's good, it's great. But once you find out that people are washing hoodies and everything's coming off of it, or millions yeah. of girls are waiting to buy fucking tickets and getting kicked out because this system is crashing, even though they were warned ahead of time, that millions of people are coming in to buy tickets a thousand percent a thousand percent a tweet or two and she is the most powerful woman in the world and could have changed the system and still can change the system she could still do stuff about it why would she change the system when it's made her a billionaire like she's not gonna it's not like fixing Ticketmaster. she's not gonna sell the tickets she's still gonna sell every fucking ticket it doesn't matter she's a shark all you Swifties out there, if it would got her another million, she would eat your goddamn babies. Okay, that's T Swift. David, very talented though. And hey, we'll talk more about her later. Oh, um, poor Al Michaels. I, all I'm all I can say. Have you guys ever seen that footage of Nirvana being interviewed and the people tell them the tickets were how much? Yeah, how much Madonna is charging for a concert ticket while there, and Kurt Cobain's face is just like. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, that's just what it ma- reminds me of. But fuck. Hey, she's done it. She's, she's. Bruce Springsteen. She did it. Concert tickets. You're talking it about it? I have. 
multiple times on this. But in fact, last year when everybody was bitching about Taylor Swift tickets, I was bitching about Bruce fucking Springsteen because he's the guy that says I'm every man's man. Sure. No, you're not. Your you're charging $2,000 like- in Detroit for yeah. fucking concert tickets. You asshole. Like, and to be fair yeah. and not like defending Taylor Swift on this one, but like fucking concert tickets are goddamn ridiculous these days for the most part. Because of Ticketmaster. Fuck you, Ticketmaster. Agreed. Bring okay. it down. Sorry. Let's talk about something more. Po- Let's talk about a good story, though. Let's talk about a story that makes me fucking happy. Evil, you've got a fucking problem, bro. Ugh. Yay. <laughs> I do. How <laughs> dare you? And it's relatively new. Like it started yeah. in September. But man, once you have that first taste. <sighs> my God. So yes, <laughs> I, I, I'm a vinyl collector now. It's stupid. Yeah. It's I'm ashamed. And he's got it bad, everybody. Uh, he's got it bad. My God. I have I've I have like fifty albums now and I had not many very long. How long have you been collecting? Like three <laughs> Since months? September. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of albums. No, I had a few of them. Some some of those, a handful of those were like old ones I inherited from like my dad's collection, like old oh, Elvis records. Oh, those like, Metallica. That's cool. No, I, I didn't have oh, you the had Metallica. Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got us. I know you have seventy two seasons. Yep. Love it. Uh, yeah. Uh is that your favorite? It. It's pretty. Is that the one you listen to the most? Mm, it is. Uh I have probably close to ten Christmas albums at this point. Yay! So fucking cool. It's fucking ridiculous. You know what it did is it reminded me how much I miss the physical experience of like opening an album. And reading the line, and not just having my own physical copy of the music, but the yeah. ritual of listening to music. The ritual. Oh my god! And it's it's so interactive. There's a tactileness to it, like the smell of the the cardboard and the paper, and and you know putting the vinyl on and you got the little brush the attention thing. You have you oh, just yeah. pay so much more attention to the music. Yeah, you you it, it, you're just engaged with it so much more than clicking play shuffle on a playlist. Which I yes. still do. I still do that. However, it was for sure missing. Now, if I were being 100% honest, I wish like cassette tapes were the thing because that's what I grew up with. It's so weird. I know. Oh, it's, it's just the sound of like of of the cassette stopping and then you press the button and it like clicks out and I, I, that's a whole different thing. I didn't grow up listening to vinyl. I mean, a, a little bit. Yeah. That, that wasn't the thing. But it still pushes a lot of those buttons. Like side A stops. You have to go interact with the physical media and flip it over. And it's fucking awesome. And I'm I I don't know how much the artists make off of it. I don't know if it's like a hell of a lot uh, more than streaming. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. And that honestly was a big selling point for me. Uh, yep. you know, when I went and saw Unearth this summer, I bought two of their albums. I bought a bunch of t-shirts. I like tried to throw as much money to them as I could in that's that how, moment. That's the only way to do yeah. it. And, and, and I didn't even have a, a record player at that point. Um, and then I got one for my birthday and Shout I just, Meg. yep, here it is. Here it is. It's fucking great. I <sighs> vinyl was already up. Yeah. So 22 was a massive year for vinyl. And halfway through this year, we were already up 23% more. Like everybody that a lot of people stated in 22 that that was going to, this was going to level off. It's different now. It's not leveling off. Vinyl is a thing now and it's going to be for at least a decade, I think. 
Yeah. I, and, and I partially hate being like, I'm jumping on the bandwagon that everyone else is. I hate doing that. But at the same time, I think the, the support 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Evil. <laughs> like some things are popular because they're fucking good. You're goddamn you're- right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I enjoy it and I will continue collecting and it's fun and I encourage anybody who wants to try it out to go for it. And if cassette tapes come back to be a thing, I'll be even happier. Direct to consumer sales were up 26%. So as you're saying, this is how you get money for independent artists. Direct but, to customer purchasing. Ordering this is the fucking only records from it. Italy. I mean, come on. There you go. Pre-ordered hey. the Judas Priest from, from Britain. I didn't want to buy the American version because it's fucking Priest, man. Got the UK version. So, hopefully, as vinyl uh, keeps going up, we're finding ways to get indie artists some money. We're going to help as much as we can. Uh, I do have one. Maybe beef with it like we've got to get away from i i see a potential problem and a bubble forming and it's like it's the same thing that kind of killed the comic book industry in the 90s with alternate covers put out one fucking vinyl variance it's all the variance that's some bullshit and that is you are you are flirting with disaster so get away from just short in a little bit and it's honestly, it's not just the big artists. No. It, you know, how many variants were Baroness's? They had like Too eight many. variants Too this fucking year. many. But yes. hey, man, I, 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 they're making money. I get it. But yep. chill, just a touch. Have like maybe one special edition. And, and vinyl's going to keep growing, which means that the big artists are going to get in on it. And you're going to, you know, we've already seen that for yep. a couple of years now. Yep. With We've got Adele and Taylor Swift. They're number one in the production and they're going to be... And that's going to get worse. A little fucking economics lesson to all you out there. When there are millions and millions and millions of copies of something produced and you buy one of them thinking it's going to go up in value, you're fucking wrong. I own every single version of the alternate covers of X-Men number one that came out in what, 1992. And they're at the same price that I paid for them because it was the number one selling comic of all time and probably the highest printed comic of fucking all time. Mm-hmm. It's a supply and demand thing. So stop perpetuating yes. that bullshit. And just so I'm not sounding like I'm bitching about the famous people, look, the Adele's and the Taylor Swift's and the Ed Sheeran's and all that, them give, them deciding to produce fucking 100,000 vinyl, that could end up being a good thing for the industry because it's forced growth for the mm-hmm. major yeah. labels. The These major labels are going to start opening up their own plants. Yep. That's going to be good because, you know, we've already seen a decrease in weight on independent, you know, like 2022 and 21, a lot of independent artists were struggling with even getting into plants. Right. Like they couldn't fucking produce and that's already going away. Uh, but the, then there's another problem of that. Now the quality is going to start dropping. I guarantee that. Um, anyway, <laughs> vinyl's big, huge Eras tour was big mm-hmm. and, uh, all the other, uh, uh, independent artists canceled their tours. Those are our stories. <laughs> hey, speaking of 2023, big stories, top 10 highest download lists on Spotify. Have you heard it? Do you like it? We're going probably not simple, simple, simple. Number 10, Harry's House by Harry Styles. Woo-hoo. Rachel, we mm. covered this, right? Yeah. Yeah, this was good. 
She liked it. Who Evil? Liked it? No. Fuck Weird. No. It's a no for me, dog. Uh, Genesis by Peso Pluma. Evil, have you heard it? Do you like it? Don't. Have not. I don't know. Probably not. Rachel? You said Genesis, and I was like, Phil Collins put out it up. Just got to raise no, that liver money. Cool. Phil and Peter are back together. Yay. Uh, Heroes. Uh, I've never heard it. Don't probably don't like it. Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. Rachel, have you heard it? Do you like it? No, sir. Have not heard it. Evil? Mm, no clue. M- me neither. Lover by Taylor Swift. Mm. Evil. Have you heard it? Do you like it? I've heard it. It's not bad. Uh, nope. I have not heard it, but I own it on vinyl. Uh, One Thing at a Time by Morgan Whalen. You're the problem. God damn it. No, my daughter's the problem. <laughs> hey, I'm a dad of a daughter who gets what she wants. It is what it is. Uh, Rachel, One Thing at a Time by Morgan Whalen. Have yeah. you heard it? Do you like it? I, I have heard of Morgan Whalen, but I have not heard that album. Evil? Uh, Same. Was he the one that said a very specific word and got canceled for like a year? Yes. I think so. So, okay. yeah, he went on kind so of... So that's one of those forgivable curses, I guess. Uh, just, yes. Apparently. Did he pay penance? Is there, I, don't, I don't know enough about this story to probably yeah. be talking no, about it. That's I pretty mean, unfair. Nobody, nobody in that community cared. So Mignana was... Sarah Bonito by Carol G. We covered <gasps> this one. Rachel... OMG. Yes. Love it. Loved it. Loved it. Love Carol G. She's great. Evil. It just, Doesn't I care. hated it. That's fine. It didn't uh, care for it. Starboy by the weekend. I love this album. Rachel. That's a weird one to have on there, but yeah. Right. I mean, I, this is his best, right? Album. Uh, so, so I will say that for the weekend, we've ended up covering a couple of his different albums yeah. and I thought I liked him much more than I do, and it's because of this album. Yeah, yeah this that's incredible. a good take. Yeah, and I don't good. like any of his other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. What about you, Evil? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's good. It sounds great. Yep. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, SOS by SZA. Rachel, heard it? Like it? Have not heard it. Evil? I have not. I, I, I uh, need to get out. I would have say heard I, it. I bet I would like it, though. Uh, I dig it. Yep. You should try it. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Uh, Midnights by T Swift, Rachel's album of the year last year. So we know where she stands. Evil. Uh, I do think we covered this, right? Yeah. I didn't yes. mind it. I thought I it was better like than it. a lot of shit that we've covered, but it, I mean, it's not my favorite, but I don't mind it. And then Un Verano Sinti by Bad Bunny. We've covered this as well. I hated it. Uh, Rachel, you dug it. It was good. It was not his best work, but it was good. And evil? Nah, not my thing. Yeah. That's fine. Hey, that's what happened in 2023. We've got some more to get to. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We are back, everybody. Mm. Hey, let's get to a fun one, all right? I don't know what that is. Listener questions. We didn't get as many as last year. What's oh. up? Hey, you guys hey, stop listening? ask us some questions. Mark. The fuck is your problem, bro? You. <laughs> uh, I got to say, though, we got some better ones uh, this year. Mm. Yeah. Some of them I like more, and I think they're going to be fun. Let's start with Danny No-No, who we know and love. Yay. We already talked about De La Soul. Yeah, we did. Um, what's your favorite album of the year? Uh, Danny, pay attention to the podcast. We're going to talk about that later. Come on, bro. <laughs> That's a good question. We got Angie. 
Angie, mm. one of James? our favorite listeners. Look, I know you have a question, but before that, you came on the pod this year. You talked about something amazing. Yeah. And because of that, we want to hear what your favorite album of 2023 was. Hello, everyone. How are you? Again, uh, hope you're all well. There were so many albums out um, this year that I was looking forward to. Uh, Courtney Barnett, uh, Royal Blood, um, uh, Death Prod, Chemical Brothers. I I could reel off loads. but um, I, my favourite album, I think I'm going to go with uh, a band called uh, Last of Eden, uh, LOE is what they're kind of really known as. And they come from Yorkshire and uh, their debut album was released this year and that's called uh, The World and Everything in It. Post-rock, uh, indie rock, um, they've just toured with, or uh, yeah, supported um, Alex Henry Foster and um, and you will know us by the Trail of Dead, so you know what kind of ballpark um, um, we're listening to. Um, it's very uh, cinematic and atmospheric, uh, lots of explosive guitar and big build-ups and crescendos and um, yeah, really exciting. Um, not unlike um, Public Service Broadcast, it's a wonderful album. Um, and uh, I think I'd read a description of them um, in uh, Discovered magazine, which was, um, they'd said, a riotous protest album. So I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. Um, and they, they, they themselves um, said that um, it's a, a, a reflection of us all and the world we share, um, which I think is a, a really um, difficult uh, subject to uh, portray in music. Um, as we're recording, I've got to show you the album cover. There we go. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, really good. I'm looking forward to see to seeing where they go. Um, it could be quite exciting. So there you go. I uh, hope that's enough for you. And um, if uh, if we don't speak in some form or another before, um, have a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. And I'm looking forward to seeing where BCB goes as well with exciting stuff going on. All right, I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye-bye. Uh, Angie, thank you for showing me a band that I'd never heard of and is badass. I am now on Instagram, and uh, they are really, really good. I love that album, Angie. Uh, you guys should check it out, too. It's really good. What is your most surprising album this year? That is Angie's question. Uh, mm. Do we answer this, or do we wait till the end? Angie, we're going to answer that. Mm. At the, yeah. at the end yeah. we're gonna answer that we're gonna answer that in a bit we'll get in there. a bit uh kim in seattle who's been following us from the very beginning Hi, kim. Uh, yeah dl has become sneaky nice this year is your mm. music point of view expanding it's disgusting he's just have you guys highly noticed editing that? it <laughs> he's still an asshole don't worry yes <laughs> so I, I am but I have noticed that. I have noticed that I hate less things now. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the pod has it's reps. 
Do you think you're getting older reps? and more tired yeah. and you don't want to fight I, I anymore? I am. I'm way more open to more stuff now. But if it sucks, it sucks. But I'm like yeah. definitely giving a broader range of artists and genres and music, yeah. just giving it a, a solid go. Whereas before, it would probably bounce off a lot easier. I think we're I think all influencing each mm-hmm. other that way. A, a lot less, like our quick fires, for example. I do a lot less of uh, start the album and like, oh fuck this. No, yeah. I give it. I give it a couple College solid try. tries. Yeah, Stockholm syndrome is a thing. College try. Yes. Not sure why you did that. Good old Stockholm try. Yes. Like this. What's wrong with that? Oh, motion? that's what you meant. What did you think I was doing? Try. Like this? Well, college. Mm. You know, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> not so Sorry, much that. Please don't. Video. We're on video. Well, I'm not editing. Sorry. You. This is what you get. Get used to this for next year. Oh my god. Everyone. Foreshadowing. Um, Jamie in Michigan, you seem like you would have Vegas experience. What's the perfect Vegas trip? So I think this is, I made a joke about like life advice last time. This, cause this feels like a life advice question Hmm. to me. Rachel, stay engaged. Is the, no, I'm up here. I'm trying to, uh, I was just trying to figure out (laughs) what the question was. It's, it's a little vague. I, it, to me, it sounds like Jamie has never been to Vegas, is going to go to Vegas, mm. and wants. Okay. Is saying that it seems like we would know Vegas. What should she do? You know Vegas. Or she or he? Sorry, Jamie could be a he. Or they. The, uh, do the either 90s. are are either of you Vegasites? Do either of you like Vegas? Go to Vegas. I mean, we went for Trevor's birthday in May. And it's fine. It's not my. Is he jam. a gambler? Why'd you go? Why'd you go to Vegas? Neither of us are gamblers. I don't think either of us. I mean, I know I didn't. I don't think he did either. We just. I think he just wanted to take a trip, get away, and that's fine. Um, he's gone a couple. Really times good food with in the Vegas. boys. I've gone with girlfriends before. It's not. Did you guys go to Mama Fuko? No. Idiots. I don't know what that is. Is that food? Oh, it's food. Every it's some of the best ramen you'll ever have. So Vincent, the whole time was like, "Oh, you need to try this place and this place." And I was like, "Okay, well, what's that going to run me?" He's like, oh, "Me and Don spent five hundred dollars," and I was like, "Bro, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all it all comes out the same. Like, I don't really need to, you know." All right, that's gross. Sorry. It's a- interesting outlook um any uh, evil are you vegas at all are you a i have not experienced vegas as an adult i don't really, really? have an inclination the to do so is up with you guys yeah i do like i don't gamble i like to play poker but, but that's that's a different thing do they have poker so in vegas? Uh, i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna but pitch I probably it to get you, all evil. my money taken from those people like i can i can fuck people up who i like are not good poker players because i'm okay but in vegas i'd probably just, i suck at poker i would be yeah, you just have to but be I'll tell you, aggressive. Uh, okay, evil. I'm going to pitch it to you. All right, with three things. Okay, number one, the food in Vegas is amazing. That I've heard. Number two, the cocktails in Vegas are amazing. Okay, not don't not the walk down the street. Here's my slushy cut. Like the real <laughs> cocktail. Okay, number though. five, and and number three, level five. You Sorry. can smoke cigars anywhere. You can smoke Ooh. anything anywhere even better that's that's how i would pitch vegas um i go to vegas a ton but i go for work uh Mm -hmm. jamie 
perfect Vegas trip, assuming you're going on vacation. First off, three days, absolute max. If, you, yeah. if you're yeah. in Vegas for more than 72 hours, you will hate it. Um, I think two nights, perfect amount. You've got you to gotta pre-plan your food. So make it, and and one of them do a good one. Go to Ramsey fucking steak, man. It's like, they'll have a tasting menu. That's like 150 bucks. And then you can do a wine pairing. It's, it's Vegas. You're going to spend a bunch of money no matter what. And if you don't know how to gamble, go to the craps table. That's, that's where it's at. Craps is where it's at. You cannot lose your ass and everybody around you is going to want to show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. They're cheering for you. They're wanting you to do good. That's my (laughs) Vegas the, that interactive part of like just going to a slots and putting in coins and Fuck that, that, that eh. but the interactive sort of social thing with like blackjack and craps and those games, that's kind yes. of compelling to me a little it's bit. Very, like roulette feels like it's a little bit compelling, but at the same time, I'm but like, craps is where people are cheering. Yeah, They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem with blackjack is there are, is there's at least one person at every table that takes it very seriously. <laughs> so if you do anything wrong, they're going to have your ass mm-hmm. and you'll be like, dude, what the fuck? You're like, fucking why are you laying them. down that too, bro? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, perfect Vegas trip, two nights hotel, do it on the strip. But other than that, it doesn't matter because you're going to be walking everywhere anyway. Pre-plan the food. And splurge on at least one meal. That's my that's my thing. The food is compelling. Yes. To me. You need money to go to Vegas. If you're trying yeah. to do Vegas cheap, it's Don't. not worth it. Um, I think we're we we okayed that, right? Yeah, I think so. Sure. My advice, go for work, have them pay for your hotel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Smart. Ty from Portland. We have, we have a lot of listeners in Portland. Uh, I love it. Cause I'm so close. So uh, close. What's the most annoying part of being on a podcast? David. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> the chat pile deadlines. Yeah. The chat pile deadlines. Having to do the work. Yeah. That is <laughs> yes. <that's> the, m- <laughs> the studying part. The hanging, this is the recording Fuck. part is fun. The recording's the best. This is the most annoying part. Me calling out, be like, stop looking down. Because I can't fucking, snack. I can't doodle. I'll, you're going to watch this and you're going to be like, God damn it. You're That's all I'm going to say. It. I'll watch you. <laughs> uh, the logistics yeah. is, the, is yeah. the hard part. Yeah. That's the, I, like, do, I wish we lived in the same town. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It is, actually, it is a pain in the ass. Hey, can you do Friday at 8? No, I can't do Friday at 8, but I can do Saturday at 6. No, yeah. I can't do Saturday at 6. Like, It's hard. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, we all have lives and, and, and families and jobs and like yeah. finding a time to do this to where we're putting something out every single fucking week. I don't know how you do it, DL, because that's... Two hours of sleep. Dude, like fucking A. He is a... B- to the listeners, that guy is a fucking monster for keeping this whole thing together for as long as yeah, he has. Yeah, <laughs> Putting up with all of us and our, our tantrums. I tell you and, what, it's it's gotten a lot easier over the past week, yeah. believe it or not. <laughs> um, realized a few things that uh, are important to realize. Renee from Florida, so many pods I've loved end after a year or two because they make no money. When are you going to leave me? (laughs) (laughs) 
tomorrow. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, uh, <clears throat> evil. I'll have you lead it off. I, I would say even okay. I love doing this. It's I. I had a realization this past week, and it, and when it was related to my my day job is because oh like I do I do web development and like search engine optimization stuff. So there's like a little bit of creativity involved there, but I'm doing work for other people. It's not work that I choose to do. I choose to do this. Yeah, and I I have a creative itch that if I don't like fulfill that, if I don't scratch that itch fairly regularly, I get like very, I have like anxiety. So yeah. I have to do artistic creative things. I will do this because it like, it satiates my soul in some way, shape or form. So even if the podcast, this podcast ended, I would probably figure out some other version to do just because I have to. So course for course, course for course, course. <laughs> makes no sense. Uh, so I'll riff, riff solo breakdown. It was like the yeah. metal version. Yeah. Um, I for now, Renee, you don't have anything to worry about. Mm-mm. Uh, I went through a bit of a transitional period this year, and I got really obsessed with how we're going to make this a thing. How this is going to be lucrative and this and that and this. And a couple of things happened over the last couple of weeks, which I'm not going to get into, but these guys know exactly what I'm talking about. That one at, at, I was very, very much so really sick of this fucking pod to the point that I was kind of done. And then one, and then something snapped in my head and I realized that I love this podcast. I love doing this podcast. And as long as I keep it, to where I love it and hope, just hope that that is what gets successful. I'm not stopping this. I don't, you know, like, uh, I would have a really hard time doing this if Rachel or evil quit, but I would keep doing it. And so you've got at least a couple years. I promise we aren't going to pull a deadwood on you and <laughs> we have no HBO to cancel us. So right. don't worry about it. Uh, Rachel, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that we haven't quit yet, you being a monster and us getting no money. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Oh my God. There- it's, it's this weird thing where you're, you're only a monster to the people that miss deadlines. Everybody else you're, mm-hmm. David, you're pretty cool with. Mm. Hey, you started it. You started it. There, you hired I, me. Like, I'm, I am very clearly, I listen to metal. I'm, a like bald white dude with muscles. I'm like meathead. However, I, I am a like deeply spiritual human. Most people don't know that about me because it's private to me. There is a Zen saying it's, it goes something like this and there's many versions of it, but this is the one I, I like. I'm the walrus? Yes. That's it. Sorry. How did you know? Go now, it's before enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. God, After I enlightenment, I so chop much. wood and carry water. Yeah. It's like, your, your happiness, enlightenment, ele- whatever, spiritual elevation, it's has nothing to do with what you're actually doing. It's an internal thing. And so I don't seek happiness from doing the podcast. I do the podcast because I'm happy to do it. Yes. Yeah. And pu- it's putting in the work. Like, yeah. Putting in the work is the thing mm-hmm. that is the reward, yep. you know? 
Um, I, I, God, I love that saying. You showed it to me, I think, like a year ago or two, and I've, I've you showed me a lot of things that I like. And I, I should also add. Well, I'll show you um, a few more sometime. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what Evil said about needing a, a, a vent for creativity, that's, that's very, very true, I think, t- for all of us. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there's this helps that in a, in a life where I wasn't going to have that. I don't think, I mean, Rachel might've, sorry. I know she had like a blog and stuff like that, but, um, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm no, just no, saying no. that this is a good vent for creativity. That I would yep. definitely otherwise not have. And, uh, yeah, I love that. Um, so yeah, Brene, I don't, it doesn't sound like anybody's going anywhere for the time being. Mm-mm. And, and a couple Fucking of Sven left. Jesus. Well, oh shit. shit. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, he didn't really, leave. We, we all He's know it. You guys know now. it. He was already halfway gone. Yeah. yeah. And we still love him. Yeah. He's, He's still coming on. It it's year. not, he just, yeah. was, he doesn't like the deadline. He, he, he quit you DL. He didn't quit us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and then I'll also just throw out there that those same things that kind of made me realize how much I love this podcast over the last couple of weeks also made me realize how much I love doing it with these two. Mm. So Aww. I think Aww. our the Buddy. the friendship is strong enough to where Renee, you don't have anything to worry about because I'm I'm gonna make sure that neither of these two go anywhere and I'm not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> and then we have another Portland Taylor from Portland who is the best musician out of you all what advice do you have for young musicians Sven mm. Sven was Sven was but he's he doesn't exist yeah <gasps> he doesn't uh, exist yeah Sven Sven was Sven Sven's the best musician yes he really is um Rachel you play piano I play a real bad piano uh and that is the end of my musical mm-hmm. uh instrument talent and I also do- sing poorly so, do you play anything besides guitar? Evil? Nah. Irish tin whistle? No, not really. I, I really want to learn how to play harmonica. That's like a <laughs> personal goal. I play guitar. I That's can such plunk around on the keyboard a little bit. I sing. That is honestly probably my strongest. Like I was in choir from fourth grade to forever. To forever. And I I sang in bands before. So that's my my strongest musical component if um, you will i'm i'm decent at instruments i put i that's all i did when i was young was i played a lot of instruments so i'm decent i like violin bass guitar piano drums all that stuff so i'm i'm okay at those but you know like our special guests our featured guests next year carrie and Sven. they're mm-hmm. probably they're way better than they're us amazing. <laughs> Prob- probably. i mean carrie has like a record a gold record she's a, right she's a like a yeah. professional musician yes. yeah yeah she's like gigs and shit like for real and gets paid for it like um paid. advice for young mm. musicians do you do either of you have advice for young musicians <sighs> off the top I of do. my head here's okay do yeah it. i i have and this is legitimate advice stay I the fuck off of youtube Listen to music and try to replicate it and develop your own voice, whether that, and I'm not just saying vocals, but just like your own voice on whatever it is. If you're a drummer, a guitar player, bass player, fucking saxophone, whatever, develop your own voice first. And then, then, 
and play from your fucking heart. I love that. And that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much what mine was going to be. I mean, don't, if you can take lessons, take lessons. Yeah. From from sure. like an actual in person, like, not a fucking YouTube tutorial. No, Go no. in person, take mm-hmm. a guitar lesson, whatever. But just even just get your foot in the door. Have a fucking fifty dollar a guitar. Pick up a fucking tab book and just start playing. And do your own thing. Learn your own way. Also, and- play live. Like, don't. I think that one of the things that we're losing in music. <clears throat> is I watch guitar players on YouTube or Instagram and they're fucking technically amazing. But mm-hmm. how many takes did it take to get that and one clip that they posted in it? Yeah. Go fucking play in front of people where you have to like warts and all you, you learn how to play your, your yeah. music live because that is where you can't have a live without live. Dave Girl once said that the thing that's missing in music now is that kids just don't go in their garage with yeah. their friends and it suck. Start a band that sucks and yeah. get better. Do that. I promise Play you. Play music with people. It, yes, in three years, you're gonna be fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be you're gonna be proud of what yeah. you do. You're gonna be having fucking fun. Like Nuno, one of the guitar players that we've talked about. Oh, we're we'll talking about him more. <laughs> we're talking about him more. He forever would not put out like tutorials because he's like, that is not the point. Like I yeah. learned by listening to, to Eddie and listening to Brian May and listening to the Beatles and then trying to figure out what they did without seeing the video without like having to like lift up the fucking, you know, record player and put it down and listen again and over yeah. and over and over. And he's like, I never played it like they did. I played it like I did. I had to figure it out for myself. I think that is missing. That we're we're losing that because everybody has like close up shots of how every instrument is played by every fucking band member that ever existed, and you're just becoming a carbon copy. Yeah. And in an era where like computing power and AI and all that shit is going to like just like flood our senses with derivative derivative bullshit we need creative individuals and to be creative you have to have your own voice and your own way of doing it so focus on that that is do it like from my heart the the most like heartfelt advice i could offer to new music upcoming musicians do you have anything to add rach yeah um i mean i think the best some of the best advice, uh, the best advice that I think I could give is practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. I think that the better you know your craft and the better you are at it, the more of you that's going to go in it. If you're yeah. reading a piece of music and playing and reading at the same time, you're going to be yeah. doing exactly what's on the page and that is it. The second you're able to take that's that music sheet away from you and remember the notes, but play from your heart. That's when people that really listen to music are going to really appreciate you as a musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to that, uh, learn the piano and learn how to read yeah. music. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you know how to read music and play the piano, you are light years ahead of 99% of the other Mm -hmm. people doing it. And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, once you know how to read music and play the piano, you will feel it. You will... Any other instrument you pick up, and you're going to be like, oh, okay, I understand this. If uh, uh, Along God, with that... The, that's that's my advice. I right think piano is great piano because... Piano, read music. Piano is a percussive instrument, like mm-hmm. it or not. Learn... It's literally a percussion instrument. Yeah, it is. If, if you like guitar, learn some drums. If you, you like learn... Because it's fun. Yeah, well, I mean, but you're... God damn, you, they're fun. You're going to be so much, if you learn rhythm and soloing at the same time, you're going to be so much more well-rounded and have such a yeah. different and more original vocabulary than someone who just like focuses on one thing and tries to yeah. master one thing. Taylor, that is a incredibly in-depth God, question we- uh, from three people that have no idea what we're talking about. So we could do go to a real musician, yeah. ask yeah. them. Yeah. Um, Heather from Charlotte, what do each of you bring to the podcast? This is an interesting question. Rachel? I think we should answer this about each other. Yes. I think that's a great idea. I think. Who answers what? Evil. (laughs) I will talk on evil. Evil is so thoughtful and so smart. And he thinks so much about what he's going to say that the things that he say says are so profound so much. and so thought out. Yes, evil takes big breaks before he speaks. <laughs> but when he Old does speak, sigh. it's amazing <sighs> because he puts so much time and effort into what he says. It's very true. It's, it might be why he doesn't have YouTube yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's very, it's very, very true. There's, there's usually one time per episode that um, I'll be like, God damn, if I know that he didn't put as much work into studying for this as I did, but he's at one time per episode, he's going to come up with a fucking take yeah. that I'm so goddamn jealous of. It's, it's very, very true. Well, thank uh, you. Rachel. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um there's so one of the big ones for me is no matter how much uh of a of a pain in the ass i am to rachel because she's a pain in the ass to me rachel is down for fucking anything if if i ever need to do any sort of (laughs) episode (laughs) any if if i texted her tomorrow and said rachel i'm so sorry i need your help we need to do an episode within the next two days i she would i know that she would be the one that does it in a second she uh yeah i think she what's the word i'm looking for um the the care for the pod is very obvious and her i think her love for the others in the pod uh, is very evident. She's, you know, she's a female. She's good at that. I, I have a and take, it, but I think that holds that holds the podcast together. It <laughs> yeah. really does. What's your take? I just thought of this. This was not premeditated. I think you, DL, are the 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 pod father. <laughs> You're the pod daddy. <laughs> you provide the structure 
like this, the fucking train would be off of the tracks long ago <laughs> if it wasn't for you. Adding to what you just said about Rachel, she is the the mother influence. It's like she nurtures the podcast. Yeah. And I might be like the dirty uncle. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, and you need all three to have a solid fam. Yeah. Like, like, yep. like Rachel goes into so much depth and detail of research about stuff. Like she will come up with things. I'm like, Oh, I should have studied harder for this. And I admittedly might as well jump, give zero fucks about the lyrics, but that's really a big part of music and the, the poetry and the meaning behind like what artists are trying to convey. I kind of lean on her kind of, I totally lean on her for pulling out and sussing out the, the, <laughs> the, 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 that's what she said, the, the thoughts and, and, intentions of the artists that I probably I, I should do a better job of. Uh and yeah, then Rachel's a good egg. Yeah, very good egg. She's fine. D, DL is the structure. There wouldn't be this podcast without him. He's he is he there's like this Bill Burr has a joke about this is about women, but how they're just like come at you. They're like these machines that just keep coming at you and bounce off the walls. And you just got to like get your arm out there sometimes. And, but he just, he keeps fucking driving this thing forward. Regardless. We're going to be, we're going to be famous. And, and I admire that. Like I, I don't, I, like I said, I would do something even if the pod didn't exist, but it would not be nearly as reliable or structured as it is today. Yeah. And podcasting is fucking hard. It is. There's it, a lot it, to it. Even just to getting it off the ground and doing it, it see it, you don't uh, people don't understand how fucking hard it is just to like a weekly episode. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. It's a, all just, three of us are pretty cool for doing it. The programming, like you've been yeah. like you've brought guests on like for. Was this live? Did we on last year's finale? Did you reveal to us the our our guests uh, on the pod hundredth episode last year? Yeah, so I bleeped them all. Yeah, yeah. So like, DL reaches thing, out a to fucked us over, but yes, <laughs> it happens. Uh, yeah, I got to talk to the lead singer of my favorite band because of DL. Uh, we got to talk to Nick Lee. Because of DL. He is out there fucking beating down the doors of musicians and artists who we want to talk to and coming up with the programming and just like driving everything forward. So like coming for you musicians. Yeah. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. What was each <laughs> other? Oh, this is other Mark. Yay. Hi, other Mark. What was uh, each of ever. your, he always asks question about drinks. I love it. What <laughs> was each of your drink of the year this year? It's actually an interesting question. It sucks because I want like, okay. So what I've come to find is my drink forever. Probably I shouldn't say forever. I should say for the last two years is an Irish coffee. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just love fucking Irish coffees and they're a great starter to an episode sort of drink wake you up a little bit but that was my drink last year mm. i've been really into tequila this year but you know the honest answer which sucks 
because I was trying to get into better shape because of, <laughs> of things that are happening for me this year. Uh, is my drink of this year. The one that I drank like 10 times more than anything was Michelob Ultra. <laughs> How sad is that? Like level 10 <laughs> the sad. saddest thing you've ever heard. Like. Oh Rachel, God. what's your drink of the year? Um, I have two answers. One is I discovered how good wild turkey is in a caramel frappuccino. Whoa. Whiskey pairs okay. so good with caramel with that warm flavor. I don't know if we're going to call which wild makes, turkey whiskey, but. Which makes yes. sense with, you know, uh, Fireball having like a cinnamon <laughs> warm with the whiskey. No, we that makes fireball. no sense. We love Fireball. We love Fireball here. <laughs> um but I do have to say, in the last couple of weeks, I've discovered the aviation cocktail. And I think. <sighs> great that, drink of vodka. Wait, wait. I think that my version, this is your. First off, no spoilers. <laughs> Second off. God damn it. A, an aviation or a ratiation? That's exactly what I was going to say is my <laughs> version of the aviation cocktails, fucking dope as shit. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good, and I wish I could have made you boys watch. You guys have no idea what you're in for next year. Be excited. It's It's so good. It's so good. Oh, Rachel. Highly recommend. Don't ever change. Evil. (laughs) What's your drink of the year? I have for a very long time like proclaimed that my favorite drink, cocktail drink, is a some version of a whiskey sour. And that's varied. It's been like the the Scotch Lady, which I kind of view as a whiskey sour, yeah, or yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. some version. But this yep. year, I I'm like I mostly drink old fashions. That is probably my drink. And even today, this this Wathens layover Do you have a bit thing. Of a sweet tooth? Are you kind of oh, a sweet tooth I, guy? Hundred percent. Like okay, we could talk about how much fudge I've eaten this December. Oh, the you, Christmas. Yeah, fudge. you're a fudge holiday guy. Fucking that's right. Love. <laughs> I love old fashions <laughs> and and like this this layover is a ver- it's basically an old fashioned it's a version of an old fashioned. So, I think I'm just I'm an old fashioned guy. I'm going to I'm going to love it. <laughs> He's an old fashioned guy. Yep. <laughs> There's in so many ways. Um Kim bring it back bring back the Sorry, yeah, I saw that come. <laughs> do your families listen to the podcast? What do they mm. think, Evil? Uh, I learned recently that Oliver, who is our 14 year old, listens so to the cool. podcast. Yay! Or he, not cool? Uh, what do we think? How do we feel about that? Uh, no, I think it's cool. I, I think it's cool. I think it's so, proof that you are the. I think, you know, I think he likes you. You know what I mean? Like He's a cool kid. He has uh, three buddies, they have started making jewelry. Like Cuban, like like uh, necklaces and bracelets and stuff, and like they're super into it. Uh, when is the, this is airing on Christmas? This will be uh, December twenty fifth. Oh, perfect. This so I can say this. Yeah. I'm actually for Christmas. I'm building a website for him and his buddies. Like wow, oh. that's like one of my Christmas gifts for him. That's awesome. You're a good um, man. And I had already decided to do that, but I learned that they listen. So many websites you're building. That's, That's a lot of websites. What I do. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. They, the, he and his two friends that are kind of doing this, they listen, they have like a, a workshop at his grandpa's place in downtown Boise where they 
they have all this equipment they're assembling. They have orders in. They it's fucking awesome. That's awesome. They listen That's to cool. the podcast. And well, hey, he actually referenced like certain stuff that we've. He's, they legit listen because he knows things that he would not know if he hadn't listened to the podcast. Like multiple episodes of the podcast. So, Shout yes. out Oliver and yeah. company. Yeah, we appreciate Oliver, you. Zoe, and Kyle are the three main ones. You're good eggs. They're fucking uh, great. Cause let me know jewelry. when that website's we'll, on. Yep. I'll buy you a. I'll buy a bracelet. There you go. Oh, he would um, love that. Uh, make it special because I'm a special guy. Rachel, <laughs> what about you? Um, my husband definitely listens. Uh, my, you know, Gus and Vince, I think they try and listen. I think both of them are so old that I need to send them every single episode <laughs> to remind them that I am on a podcast. Um, and then my son, I'll have it on in the car when I'm driving around and then I'll like, He'll get in the car and he'll be like, is that you? And I'll say, yeah. And then he'll proceed to like just talk over the podcast and have a conversation. So he knows he doesn't really, he's not terribly impressed. <laughs> so it's okay. But what are you going to do? How about you? Your family um, listen? My daughter won't listen because they're swearing and she hates swearing. I heard she said fuck the uh, other day. <laughs> Last night, <laughs> she was traumatized. She was traumatized. We were talking about how so my it. mom's visiting. We were all in the living room talking about how she cut her hair in like the second grade. She just cut her hair at school, like her bangs just flat. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? Because she was super embarrassed. And we were talking about it. And she's sitting there. She's like, can we just drop the fucking... And she stopped like right oh. and she looked and she just ran upstairs and I go and she's like bawling. She's like, I've never said that in my life. Oh my I've never gosh. been more proud. She uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, she she doesn't listen. Um I don't get much feedback from my mom anymore. Elaine, what's oh. up? And uh no, I don't have a lot of <gasps> Oh yeah, bobbleheads. Right. There. Eddie and Shakira. Yeah. yeah. My mom that made me make it a point to tell you, Rachel, that they didn't have Taylor Swift. That's why you didn't get Taylor so, Swift. Because it's $500,000. They don't. That's what I said. They don't produce them. <laughs> and so the ones that you see on eBay or Etsy or whatever are like manufactured ones. Sued. You can actually yeah. make your own bobblehead. So you could make your own Taylor Swift bobblehead if you wanted to. They just don't. The company doesn't Funko produce Pop them. Is, Funko Pops. Yeah. 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 I, I will randomly get uh, like an uncle or somebody that's like, hey, I checked out your podcast. It's, I love it sort of thing. But no, my family's not a big, and I'm okay with that. This is my thing, God damn it. <laughs> um, I don't want to censor myself. I hope to God my grandma never hears it. Same. Naomi from Baltimore, uh, you got torn apart for your Metallica review. Honest, yeah. does it bother you? No. <laughs> Have you? Do you even know? Yeah, 0% for you. Zero. I, I love yeah. Metallica. Like, that's the thing is I fucking love them. But I didn't care for that album. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I think and I've got it. more to I've got more to say on that later. I don't Rachel? read the comments. David reads the comments and then gives me constructive criticisms based on that. And I think some of the comments are hilarious. It doesn't they don't matter. Like. <clears throat> They don't. Like Evil said, we all like Metallica a lot. Metallica's are yeah. really great, and we grew up listening to them, and there's a lot of Metallica that we love. We just didn't love that album, and there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. And it's, I mean, this entire podcast is based on our opinions. Mm -hmm. So yep. getting 
dragged through the mud for it, I don't fucking, I don't no. care because it's yeah. our opinion and we can have different opinions than diehard Metallica I, I, fans that thought that was the best album that ever lived. It, it, it bothered me in a way. So there's, when I, when I read, when a comment pops up and it's like, oh, you fucking assholes or idiots. I kind of like it. I think it's funny. <laughs> I, I really do. But there's also for, I don't know why, but I do let certain comments bother me. I don't know why I can't help. I just can't help it. But there are comments that are, you know, talking about how you're not true Metallica fans that I just, mm. I really wish that I could be face to face with the person and being like, no, actually we're the real Metallica fans because we're going to tell them when something that they come out with this shit. Mm. Like if yeah. you just blindly follow and love everything an artist do, are you a bigger fan or are you just a fucking sick of fan? Like I was going to say that exact word. Yeah. So in a way it does bother me, which is silly. I know, but that Hey, silly. us, us tortured artists have hearts, man. Um, <laughs> Mark Kowal. Yay. I know fan of the when year. do I, when do I get my our lady peace episode? Mm. So two things, Mark, number one, I am a massive Our Lady Peace fan. Like I would, I would guess maybe pre, um, whatever the album was, was somewhere out there. Anything after that, I'm just, I'm not in, but fucking clumsy fucking happiness is not a fish. All those like probably like top 10 favorite bands of all time for me. Um, I don't know if you remember this. Back in the day, this is pre-podcast, like many years pre-podcast, when you and I and our friend Mike were doing like top five lists. We talked like one of the oh. things in our Google Hangouts was spiritual machines. Yes. Yep. I do remember that. Yep. I think I made, we would give each other albums yep. to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spiritual machines. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, so the Kurzweil interstitials. And, yes, yeah, yeah. I had not heard it. Mark, before it's that. gonna happen, Mark. It will it's happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> It'll happen. And I and I'm gonna uh, yes. Levite came Thanks. out in '94. Mm. That's exactly what I was just about to say. '94 is a, a year. It is a year. Foreshadowing that their mm. debut album came out in '94. Hmm. Mm. I don't know why, but maybe we talk about that. Maybe that's a thing. Sometime soon. I don't know why. <laughs> um, everybody. That's it. That's it for our questions. That's all the questions. Hey, thanks. Ask more next year. Real disappointed. You have two minutes. I know. I'm two. Rachel, it's time for the two minute bang. Hit us. Ready? Go. Two minutes of pop. Let's talk about what happened in 2023. The biggest pop album, and you want to fight on this? Not you guys, because you guys don't know. But if somebody else wants to fight on this, I feel like <laughs> the biggest pop album for me was the Barbie soundtrack. Um, uh, this soundtrack I'm not, I'm not fight that. had every uh, pop banger of the year on it. It was great. It had Lizzo. It had Dua Lupa. Lupa it had Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice, Charlie XCX, Carol G, Sam Smith, Hiam, Billie Eilish, Khalid, Pink Pantheress, and more. It got God 11, damn. 11 Grammy nominations this album did. Uh, yeah. It slaps. Um, I have not heard a really good soundtrack in a long time, and this is one of those, you don't have any skips. It is a great, great, uh, great album. Loved it okay. so much. Okay. One minute down. Okay, now we've got Taylor Swift. She put out a couple albums this year. And the only reason that we're 
I feel like this has room to be covered is because there were vault albums um, on uh, vault songs on both of the albums. She re-released Speak Now, uh, had Castles Crumbling with Haley um, from Paramore. She's over there. Um, now you, uh, fabulous song. There are a lot of songs that feel like they have been songs for a while that fit this album really, really well. And so that's why they're great. 1989 had Slut, which uh, such a strong title, but very little payoff. I thought it was going to be a lot angrier. It was not. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. I've got 16 seconds. Uh, Olivia, Rodrigo, Guts. Mm. We all love it. Um, it was amazing. Mm, do Tro- we? I do. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Troy, oh, Troy Sivan uh, put out a decent-ish that. album that some people liked, I didn't care for. And then Lana Del Rey, of course, that's my timer. Lana Del Rey put out something about an ocean under a boulevard or something. And while it a shows a dreams. little bit of evolution, there were no broken dreams. Um, it wasn't were there? It wasn't her best work. That's two minutes. It's over two minutes, but that's... A, I Barely. Mean, I set a timer. I don't know why we, you know... Did, did Taylor Swift really come out with something this year? Did she really? She released a good handful of new songs. So yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Um, Evil. <sighs> Do you have a worst take for yourself this year? Or are they, there any topics that you wish we could revisit so that you could fix something you did or said? I don't... Mm, I'm torn on this. Because it's my... I don't think I'm wrong, but I also probably think I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. And that's, we, we rehashed from 2022, we rehashed um, or went back over Kendrick Lamar's album, which I'm not a big fan of. No. Um, but everyone loves it. So I'm probably wrong, but I'm sticking with being wrong because I didn't care for it. That's fine. <laughs> now, yeah. I, I will say that I, I was not very familiar with his work, and I did listen to some of his earlier stuff, which is fucking really good. But I, I, I didn't... Yeah. I didn't like it. And I feel like I'm in the wrong for that, but I'm sticking with it because yeah, you are. But that's I have okay. integrity. <laughs> um, Rachel, what about you? Um, I think my personal worst take was my YouTube video of I want to see the bright lights. I did not listen to it enough times. Yeah, you didn't like it. And I kind of shit on it a little bit because I didn't really love it the first couple go-rounds. And then when we revisited it in 1974, I thought, well, it's a lot yes. better. It's a lot better than I, I it's a good fucking made it album. out to be. And it's now, a good fucking album. Now that YouTube video is out uh, for all to see, and I'm just hey, shitting all uh, over you, it. YouTube revisits someday, maybe? Sure. Yeah, we could. I think that's a good, that might be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, I've got a couple. So, uh, I... It's funny because one of the questions, I don't remember who it was, but it was basically, I'm I'm nicer this year. Right. One of the things that I've thought of while going back and listening, don't shake your fucking head, <laughs> is <laughs> that I, I, I don't have a ton of 
I don't have a ton of vindication anymore. I don't have a lot of this year. I didn't have a lot of, uh, this is why I'm fucking right. And this is why you're wrong. Mm. And this I've, I've gotten too, um, soft. I mean, never, but <laughs> no, I, I need to get back to, uh, having a fucking opinion and, and stating that opinion. God damn it. Um, louder. Yeah. And then the, the only other thing is, look, we covered the strokes. We covered one of, if not the favorite band of mine of all time this year. And I, um, look for the most part, when we had the four person episode, nobody else was a real big fan. Uh, the, the, the Carrie evil and I episode, a uh, lot of, lot of fandom there. But then when we all got together, uh, evil was fatigued. Mm. Rachel. I don't know what the fuck was going on with Rachel in that episode. Carrie was also fatigued and, uh, I didn't stick up for the strokes enough. I didn't do enough of you guys are fucking insane. The strokes are the shit. Go listen better, assholes. Go listen and I better. wish I would have done that. I didn't. Um, opposite side of the coin, so we can end on a happy note. Mm. Any favorite takes of your co-hosts this year? Uh, I'm starting because we already kind of touched on it. I just love that our resident metalhead, Evil... He had to at least somewhat know what was coming with this Metallica thing, and he didn't give a fuck. I love Evil <laughs> biting his thumb at the Metallica lovers and saying, "Hey, I'm an evil. I'm a, I'm a metalhead. This album fucking sucks." That uh, to me, like even if he wasn't conscious of it, it took balls because he was calling out his own fucking fan base, honestly, and I I, I respect that. Uh, well, you know, happens. Uh, I was excited for that album. And then if you I like was too, man, like watching that, because we recorded that like video of that, I just sort of like, kind of like was more and more dejected. <laughs> throughout it. We like, all oh, were, yeah. we all were. Cause I, I really liked hardwired the, their previous album. I still do. I still think it's a fucking, it's, it's uneven, but I still really like it. And there okay. are songs on 72 Seasons that I think are good. But as an album, it's yeah. just like, I expected so much more from it. That's fine. Um, it's okay. And then I have one more. It's for Rachel. Um, she had a great take. But you know what? I'm not going to say it yet. I'm waiting until later on down the line. Hmm. Rachel, what about you? Any any takes um, that you enjoyed? My favorite take was of you david changing Naturally. your heart on greta van fleet at least 90 <laughs> degrees um greta you, is not yeah. a band that you loved you hated them nope. passionately thought they were a copy paste yep. of led zeppelin and then for some reason were are. compelled to go see them in concert my dad <laughs> and so love your dad for that um and now you appreciate them minus the guitar uh, player, whatever his name is, as musicians. And uh, I feel like having a little bit of turn towards them makes me really happy that you gave them a chance at, at the very least. I can't, I can't look, I saw him live. I can't fight it. That singer is one of the greatest singers I will probably ever see. It really is. 
I'm not like can't even fucking if if they were playing a show in my town tomorrow, I might go see him again just so I could see that fucking singer again. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Yes. <laughs> Guy's insane. Insane. Um Evil? <laughs> Question mark. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> the I so in our break it down episodes. Break it down one time. Break it down. Where we, I like those episodes. This number is the Rachel one. dance. This is this is the Rachel dance. Uh, I like lots of shoulders. Doesn't work. I really dig the the break it down episodes because we rarely just talk about individual songs, individual tracks. That's a that's a fun kind of digression from our normal format. <clears throat> and I'm so gonna I tell like, you right now, Evil, you are going to like what I have to offer next year on them. Ooh. Ooh, excellent. My theme, my theme. Oh, you're oh, breaking you're it down. Like it. Yeah. So I had a theme. My theme was centered around the band band death and, and projects or, or trying to draw like, it's like the, the six, the kind of the Kevin Bacon, six degrees of whatever yeah. with death. Uh, so I, the second track that I, our second episode, second break it down episode was cynic, the band cynic who Mm -hmm. Sean Reiner and um, Paul Masvidal played in death for an album. Um, It was the space for this, which I fucking absolutely love. And I expected a lot. I don't know. I don't know what I expected from everybody, but everybody absolutely loved it. And I was just like over the moon that you guys got that because I remember being blown away by that song and that whole album. And so that was I don't know if it's a good take. I, I don't think that it fits the category of a good take because I'm like, yeah, you guys like what I like. That's a good take. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like really pleased with that. And I think I like it, the other one more. Your third one, Dismantle the Dictator. Oh, the Revocation song. That's also Dude, really fucking cool. Fuck, like Dave man, Davidson, come insane. on. Paul yeah. Masvidal, Dave Davidson, Chuck Schuldiner, three of the best metal, if and not just metal, but like guitar players ever. Yeah. So anyway, that was fucking cool. I liked that you guys liked the cynic song. Look, everybody, we are close to the end of part one of the finale. Yeah, it's gone a little over. A little <laughs> bit, but hey, yeah. th- there hasn't been any downtime. Like the talk has been real. This yeah. has been a good episode. So Rachel, keep your boots up. Uh, we got one more thing to do. It's a thing. Me. Trust me. Just to don't ask. Trust it's me. Just, it's Southern. Um, top five artists albums songs you researched or found through the pod this year they don't have to be from 2023 they can be anything anything you found because of the pod and are grateful for i will start i will start with evil's neighbor our good friend turning me on Mm -hmm. to coheed and cambria i found coheed and cambria this year as i said next year a little bit of foreshadowing on our preseason episodes good hide rachel um, I have a lot of Coheed and Cambria <laughs> on my playlist. It's a good thing. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, hey, speaking of what we just talked about 60 seconds ago, how about David Davidson? I found him this year. Thanks Dude. to revocation. Holy shit. That guy shreds. Yes, Holy shit. That guy shreds. Yeah. Um, and in a, in a, in a way that I love so much, it's a melody shred. Mm-hmm. It's not just a look at the notes I hit. It's a look how well, he's, he's a jazz are. guy. He gets Ex- feel. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, number three, I always knew they were good. I didn't know they were this good. And now I am obsessed. And that is the Ronettes. Uh, mm-hmm. Ronnie Spector and the Ronettes are just, I mean, I'm just so fucking into them now. And they're, they're the fabulous Ronettes album went from in my Rolling Stones thing. They went from one of my last, just because it's kind of a little bit of a fifties greatest hits, which is all they did back then. And it's a Phil Spector album, which fuck him. But it's now like one of my favorite, like if it's a Friday and I don't really know what I'm going to listen to, I'm probably going to grab the Ronettes and that's mm. going to be one of the vinyl that I'm going up and putting on. The, the Phil Spector uh, Christmas album featuring the oh Ronettes will be here on Tuesday. Yay. It's, oh, evil. You're welcome. Oh mm-hmm. my God. It's so yeah. good. I wouldn't it's have got that if so it wasn't good. for you. Mm-hmm. That album is insane. Mm-hmm. You are going to love it so much. My number two is an album from one of my favorite artists of all time that I did not realize was as good as it was until we studied her. And it is the Idler Wheel by Fiona Apple. Yeah. Uh, to me, that was always kind of my least favorite Fiona album. It was the only one that was a little bit of a throwaway. I was so wrong. That album is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And my number one seems so simple but it's not, goddammit. And thanks to the pod and doing some studying, I rediscovered and reappreciated uh, Muddy Waters and Howlin' mm. Wolf. Uh, I will now listen to them all the time because they're the greatest that ever did it. And it's just, it's what music is all about. So thank you, podcast. I really appreciate me. Um, <laughs> Rachel, what's your, what's your five? Um... For number five, I have uh, Grinderman slash Nick Cave. Mm, fuck that yeah. Is, uh, that is something, he is something, Nick Cave, uh, that I had never heard she of. She just didn't want to. Outside of uh, <laughs> Scream, the Scream soundtrack, I guess, was the only Nick Cave I'd ever heard yeah. of. Um, and digging into that album and digging into him mm-hmm. with uh, our good friend was just such a good time and i'm it was. very very yeah. grateful that angie good pick, good pick. yeah good pick solid pick um number f- good answer good answer thank you they get well, worse feud for you there. uh just wait till two and <laughs> they one get worse <laughs> in david's opinion they will get worse yeah um except for this one which is billy talent so billy talent unfortunate story is somebody you that- know what i wish rachel what <laughs> I just wish that you would have had somebody in your life before I brought that album to you that would have told you about Billy Talent. You could have been listening to them for so long, but I just wish there was a man uh-huh. that would have, you know, that you really cared for that would have said, you know who you should check out is Billy Talent. My poor, anyway, you were saying my poor husband <laughs> <laughs> who told me so many times <laughs> To listen to him. And until it was an assignment, I was like, oh, go fucking Billy Talent. And then I went up to him and was like, Trevor, have you ever heard of Billy Talent? And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Bring Poor it guy. Back. I'm, d- I'm dying. Bring I'm dying. it back. So he's <laughs> so sorry to him. No, it's great. That's a good one. But Billy Talent fucking rules. And I was very happy to have been forced really to do. listen. Uh, Graham Parsons was somebody that we ran into, I ran into in 1974 when we were studying that. Um, he's just yeah. fabulous. And I was really Fan- fabulous, so, fabulous. The, a lot of 1974 in my head was a lot of, um, 
rock and roll Led Zeppelin we kind of talked about on that episode how I want it to be really really rock and roll and the sounds were very different and Graham Parsons was a different kind of sound that mm. uh, I found and yeah. loved um, it's like country yeah kind of, like 70s country different was vibes. amazing really good yeah number two I have uh this is where it gets bad for David is Ren um I fucking loved Ren bad in that why does that get bad for me I feel like you didn't love Ren like I loved Ren I feel like you need to re-listen to that episode I did uh, I I gave him two thumbs way up okay well you shit on him a little but bit but no it's uh evil shit on it okay you... I, I half shit on it, but gave mad respect because he produced the whole fucking mm-hmm. Yes, thing. and that's the only reason that it seemed like you liked him because once I said, oh, by the way, he's like 33, you were like, what? Oh, that's true. <laughs> that was funny. Because yeah. you <laughs> thought he was a child. I thought he was 22, And maybe. he's a grown-up, and you're like, well, he's not yeah. fucking talented now. And so that's why yeah. I think like that you kind just, of... Understandable. But no, I don't I actually see like age, that. David. I like that pick. You're... Yeah. It's different. It's different for men. Mm-hmm. Uh, you nothing but a number. Half your age plus seven. So I loved. <laughs> that song aged poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Ren. That was great. And number one, um, and this gets into the biggest surprise that I had, uh, that question. Uh, number one, I had I picked Zach Bryan for something that I researched and found. Zach Bryan was not somebody I wanted to listen to. After his little his run in with the law, I thought I don't hate that one either. He's probably kind of a prick, um, and so I didn't want to listen to his music. But you uh, know who's a big fan of Zach Bryan? Who's that? Harrison Gregory. He's a six day old boy. <gasps> oh, oh, does he goodness. love Zach Bryan? What a good there's man! Some, there's something about it. So, kid was so. By the way. I have a son now. Yay! Hey. Hey. Um, Screaming his head off this morning. Hey Driver comes on. (gasps) Deadly silent. That is Aunt Rachel's favorite song. Aw, cut that out. (laughs) But yes. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Seriously, no, no, no. I'm going to cut it out because it's foreshadowing. It's you're spoiling your favorite songs of the year. Oh, Oh, sorry. Mm, yeah. Oops. I thought no, it was like a weird. <laughs> you, Aunt Rachel. No, no. Yeah, you can be Aunt Rachel. Okay. I'm cool with that. No, I that like song's it. fucking amazing. Auntie. It is relaxing. Who, who runs Barter yeah. Town? Rachel runs Barter Town. <laughs> Rolling. Uh, evil. Huh? What's your five? Oh. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah my mm-hmm. five. Uh, turns out I kind of like the strokes, even though I was fatigued that second episode. Uh, Room on Fire was fucking awesome. <gasps> Alexis. You know, so good. I, Alexis is on fire. Alexis's <laughs> room is on fire. Uh, I think I had heard Reptilia and maybe one other song off of that album prior. Such a you song. It really is. Reptilia. Yeah, it's cool. The cars uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing is like, I hear so much of the cars in them and I, I was very familiar with this is it. I actually owned that on CD back so in the cool. day. But I did not, I, I'd kind of moved on to metal by the time Room on Fire came out. And it was fucking really good. And I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed both of the, the Strokes episodes, even though if it came off like I was fatigued on the second one. I apologize. Well, I'm happy. I am Number happy. four is I never had really given Paramore Yay. a good go. 
And when we did uh, with Quickfire with This Is Why, I fucking really dug him. And I'm like, God, she is super talented. I watched a live she performance really she and I'm like, so oh, I, I 100% get why this band is what it is. And I went back and listened to some of their earlier catalog. I actually, I'll throw that on to my bad takes this year is that I was a little too rough on Paramore because mm-hmm. I, I the market was overset. They, they got way overplayed for a while and yeah. and people kind of forgot that some of their early stuff Dude. really sucked mm. but god damn if they're not a fucking awesome band and just amazing to watch live uh she's yeah. so, so charismatic she's oh, such shit oh my she god she really is yeah she really is i'm sold 100 percent. good good <laughs> that's a good one my number three and number two are surprising because it turns out that evil really likes extreme metal and he really likes glitch pop <laughs> uh number three is one of those is surprising 100 gex uh ten thousand gex that got more to say on that later on oh yeah, my god do. i fucking love that album i that was like it's so refreshing uh it it's and so refreshing fun and it's like tongue-in-cheek self-aware fun like Glitch Pop is such a good name Doritos for that Doritos and Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Oh, frog on the floor. <laughs> I fucking, it's so stupid. I got my I, tooth removed. Oh my bam, God. Bam, 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 yeah. And along those lines, another artist that I found, and this was from listening to 100 Gex and just letting it play through the album and then the Spotify mm. radio kicks oh, in, yep. is the band Underscores or artist underscores because yeah. it and the the album wall socket is fucking phenomenal everybody go listen to it it's just so goddamn good and it's in the same vein um so fucking love it love glitch pop turns out so for those Weird. of you that have never listened to a finale at the one of the very last things we do is we collectively choose a top 10 best not favorite best albums of the year yep that one was in the running that mm. one was very close to being in the top 10. Like, Underscores. Like 12 or, or 13. Uh, the yeah. Wall Socket is the album. Yes, Wall Socket. Yeah, fuck, man. Uh, Cops and Robbers, Locals. Listen to it. It's fucking good. Yes. And then my number one, and I'm, I'm parroting you a little bit. Um, this was from our, not parrot head, not the Jimmy Buffett throwback, oh. but parroting. Our pre-1964 episode i <gasps> dug in and even though this this album actually came out after 1964 but finding i knew of muddy waters well but yeah. digging in and and finding his album hard again which he was produced by johnny winter and that version of manish boy and that whole fucking, fucking album hell. is yeah. some of the baddest fucking music that has really is. ever been recorded it, it really is oh my god that is my one of maybe one of the favorite things i've found from the entire podcast understandable yep i i feel like that's a fuck that's a good place to end it you guys <laughs> that's part one that's the finale join us on thursday we're gonna get to the real one mm. ladies and gentlemen 
Ladies on video is it friday i don't know we're going to see it tuesday monday wednesday there's so much shit coming out now we don't even know verse course first.com at first course first pod <laughs> we're going to uh inject uh rachel with some endorphins wake her up uh we're gonna t- endorphins glad he said it's probably not the thing i was looking to say uh <laughs> hey join us for part two coming out in two days we love you good night and good luck <laughs> <laughs>